I remember revelations. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. Judgment Day. Raise a call. I'm calling about what happened in New York. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. What is happening here? His grandfather was a Ghostbuster. Something was coming and he knew it. I think we opened the gates of hell. Hey, have you missed us? It's 106 KHQ. Hey, what's going on? Tyler Woods here. Welcome to the Movie Review Podcast. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, already. It's that time again for another Ghostbusters movie. Better late than never because, I mean, normally these these things hardly ever come out anymore. Uh, and uh, let me uh, introduce, we have special guests uh, with me today. For months we have been collaborating on meeting <laughs> up. <laughs> Finally, this is the day. In fact, uh, I'm a little bit excited. So giddy right now. Let me introduce two of the members of the Cherryland Ghostbusters here in Northern Michigan. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank, Thank you for having us. So who do we have with us? Uh, Nathan Dean and Jason Maltese. Hey, Jason Maltese, Cherryland Ghostbusters. You know, I got something. I got a confession. Okay, okay. I got a confession. I was never aware of you until like three years ago, okay. <laughs> actually, when uh, we had uh, one of our employees here claim that they saw a ghost. Here in the building, they saw a silhouette of a woman. Uh, nobody else in the parking lot, and as soon as they entered the building through the entryway there into the lobby, nobody was there. Okay. Uh, everyone was supporting this. Okay. They say this building is haunted. Okay. I have yet to even see any kind or experience some kind of ghostly apparition. One uh, story I get from uh, someone who's been here forever. Uh, there used to be an employee here who was uh, just hanging out at the top of the stairs and felt this force almost push him down. Okay. What do you know about this building, by the way? Very little. Very little. Very, uh, no, from but... what I gather, this used to be an old state uh, police post. Okay. Which I can actually, I can actually see a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, that that makes a little uh, little. I mean, sense, really, the I only guess, thing but... I could see haunting this place is like. The old like DJ personalities, <laughs> yeah. Like, that they, they as they tried a new one, they got the old or switched over like, right. or uh, switched over uh, formats. You know the the old pop version, like all those all those personalities haunting the place. Those one hit wonders come to die. Yeah. So. <laughs> the real question is, is that if they did see those silhouettes and those ghosts, uh, who who you gonna call? That's that's really the big question. And right? that was when I first learned about you because while everybody was supporting his claim of this silhouette lady in black, I'm like, well, it's like, yeah, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? And like, you know, we just might. What do you mean? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> no, what? There's actually a local Northern Michigan group called like the Ghostbusters, the Northern Michigan Ghostbusters up here. I'm like, yeah. no. I'm like, yeah. 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 Uh, in fact, uh, they have something to do. Uh, one of them... Uh, Happens to uh, be uh, with the uh, Petoskey Cinema out there. I'm like, shut up! No, for real. I'm like, you know what? I have, ju- you know what? I have just enough drive today 
to actually go seek out these Ghostbusters. Get them over here. Let's do an investigation, but tell nobody that we're going to do it. Mm. Right. And just uh, <laughs> completely surprise this guy. It's like, yeah, there was a ghost here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a ghost. <laughs> but, nah, that never, that never came through. Uh, but anyway, so the Cherryland Ghostbusters, I mean, what are the Cherryland Ghostbusters? What's the history? How did this all start? So we're basically like a cosplay group that you know uses like Ghostbusters as kind of a way to support. I mean, you're telling me. I mean, other, you brought your other, whole utility belt right here. Wow. Oh yeah, we got our whole gear here. We basically you know used the movies as a way to like have outward you know support of like businesses and nonprofit. So it's it's basically cosplay, but instead of Star Wars or you know Marvel, it's it's Ghostbusters. Um, we actually got started when Jason and I. We went to the Cherry Capital Comic-Con in Traverse City. We had so much fun, we, on the way home, said, we should dress up as Ghostbusters. Because we knew we both mutually, like, had loved that movie. Because it, it hit our same sense of humor and, like, the props and just, we're the right age. And, and we really thought about it, too. Like, as, as our drive home, we saw all these people in these costumes and they were so confident, right, in, in who they were and walking around that Comic-Con event. And we thought to ourselves, what, what would we be comfortable, right, dressing up as and what would give us, you know, that confidence to be out in public? Because I've done right? some other cosplays, yeah. like, but not, you know, nothing super personal, just stuff that... You know, right. Well, you come to the wrong podcast because now you've just revealed that. What kind of other cosplay are we talking uh, about? I've done um, uh, Jurassic I, I, Park. Oh, didn't you do Adventure? Falls? Uh, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. That was it. Sorry. Gravity um, Falls. I have wow. heard about, about yeah, that show. Yeah. Yeah. The the Robert Muldoon from like Jurassic Park, uh, Doctor Who, like like stuff okay, that I did like yeah. to go to events. And, or, and Nate was a like he's a, he's a Comic Con guy, right? And he was like, "Oh man, you got to come with me to the Traverse City Con." But that's one I've been to a lot of, and I've never been. I, I've like, only I, seen I can't photos. look. The wife is going to yell right. at me if yeah. I don't well, mow the got, lawn got this kids weekend. Kids, and like, I, I, got, I got responsibilities, right? So come yeah, on, we... Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. So we spent basically a whole year make realizing how easy it was to make costumes. He went above and beyond. Got a pack belt. A, <laughs> not easy, but like okay. that you could. It didn't cost a lot to do it. Like to just get a suit. All this like starting point, and then he spent a lot of. Jason spent a lot of money on building an actual pack in a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your packs over there. I was like, what? I now I have seen. I, I, before I say like, wow, that looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I have seen that before. I've been to a comic con or, or yeah. so. My first one. In fact, uh, I kind of struck a bit lucky. Uh, was 2001, uh, the San Diego Comic Con uh, oh, out there, nice. and uh, uh, we. My, I remember my uncle and I. We were getting off the train. Uh, we entered the doors. First thing I see, people dressed in the uh, dark. Uh, greenish uh, jumpsuits of the Ghostbusters with it working, well, I mean, not really working, working proton packs, but right. with the lights and the gizmo. And so I'm like, wow, that looks looks really cool. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. I'm having a time of my life. And yet, every Comic-Con I went to, there was uh, somebody dressed as a Ghostbuster. You know, we were we just got done doing an event, obviously, at the at the theater for the new movie, but um, everybody who was there had a different pack, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one, one thing that sets the... Our, our group and, and the, the Ghostbuster groups uh, aside is that there's no 
There's no, there's no, um, you have to have a certain pack that looks a certain way. It can be anything that you've created, right? So one of our guys made his pack out of all wood, right? I went more traditional and tried to be as movie accurate as possible, which ended up costing me more money than I'd like to explain to my wife. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those, like, How but it's, much? it's a labor of life. The, the key to any happy marriage, by the way, if you're going to be part of a Ghostbusters group is put it on a credit card and lie, lie, lie. So and just pay it off as fast just, as possible. Just as long as you're not like throwing so. any subtle hints. It's like, uh, I mean, how, how much do you think we'd be good on a second mortgage? Right. Kind of sort of <laughs> it, did, it did feel that way because originally when we had talked about this, I came home, I told my wife, hey, I think Nate and I want to do Ghostbusters. And she's like, oh, that sounds cool. And... Um, and then I'm like, I really want to build a pack. And she's like, okay. And I said, don't worry. I'm going to do it. I know over that okay all too well. Time. We're gonna, we're gonna, we acted like we were going to do it like we were a couple old guys going to like yeah. fix up an old car. He Within three that. months, I was like almost done with the pack. And, like, and, I, and I still bought my belt. <laughs> I got that done. And Nate, every time he'd come over, because you know, he we did we didn't both live in Petoskey at the time, but every time he'd come over uh, from Charlevoix, I'd be like, Look what I did. And he's like, What? And uh, every day I had packages showing up to the house. And, oh my, my and gosh. I just kept like trying to get home before my wife so I could throw them in the basement. So I'm like, Oh yeah, those have been there this whole time. Well, you had one um, you had one of your kids on the way, and I think you had a little bit of a I, like, I did, a yeah. Quarter life. Yeah. Crisis <laughs> I think so. Like, let's I, get it all done yeah. before I got to deal with it. I'm still in the process of that midlife crisis because that's <laughs> my basement is like this huge den worth of like Ghostbuster toys. It was like getting all those packages. I mean, that, that must have been like before the times of, uh, you see, I remember a time where you can order something online, get it at your door. But nowadays uh, there's uh, always that 75% chance someone just uh, runs off. I'm talking about the, the recent rise of porch piracy right, over so there. Right, so, I mean, yeah. you, you struck it lucky on yeah, that one. Absolutely. Well, sometimes I just have it you know, delivered to my work so that way you know i could just, okay, you know, yeah, put it in my go, car yeah. and take it home and then when she goes to sleep i would bring it in <laughs> in the cover of darkness you know <laughs> that type of thing oh, so boy. the following comic-con we showed up costume gear pack was this the uh, for, like from the first comic-con no, so this was so we went to the one in 2016 where okay that way on our way home we decided so the following 2017 cherry capital comic-con that was the we, debut we debuted. We were not ten feet past like the entrance, and a kid ran up to us, asking for his, our autograph, <laughs> as autograph. if we were Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, and it's the first time anything like that had happened with me with cosplay or anything, and it clicked immediately. Like this is a thing. This is more than just dressing up as something you kind of like. Like people are going to recognize. We made that kid's it. day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the look in his eye after we showed up. Right, like struck a chord with us, and we're like, "How do we do this more?" Right, right? and how do we how do we go bigger with it, and yeah. how do we seek out others? And that's right? and so at that experience, and like we, you know, we did like the costume contest just for fun and everything, and then we we were like, "We gotta, what else can we do?" And that's when we really just started using you know Facebook and internet to realize there have been people doing it already for years, yeah, whole groups, and we can like. Get in on that. So that's crazy. By the time I uh, became aware of you guys, was shortly after your debut. Yeah. So the, that's crazy. The, so by the <laughs> this is this is where I have to be a little boastful. By the following 2018 Comic Con, I had we had probably half a dozen members. We joined a coalition of other groups from all over Michigan. I had an Ecto 
and we got our own booth. That's crazy. So it went from like oh. very like him and I just trying to like, okay, how can we keep doing this? Well, that to, escalated quickly. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there were already groups like because originally we were the Northern Michigan Ghostbusters, right? And then we had to actually kind of rebrand a little bit because we didn't realize that there were other groups really, out there, there were in other this people having area. the same yeah. like group think at the same time of like, I want to dress up as a Ghostbusters. Right. So, so it's are, this weird like spread that all actually, happened very quick. We we saw a there was a, a very nice lady and we I, I don't know if we ever reconnected with her, but it was actually the Halloween after we had done our first debut. But she was down in the um, uh, down at uh, Trunk or Treat oh, in yeah, Bay yeah. Harbor, yeah. and she was dressed. She just had the jumpsuit on. There was nothing else, but it was just a jumpsuit. And I was like, okay, there's other people out there that even got the flight suit and, and had a patch on. And I'm like, okay, this is this is really a thing. And yeah, we were really, really, really impressed that uh, that we were able to get something together so quickly, uh, and and really, you know, see what we could do with it. And then so I moved to Traverse City and had more like started meeting more and more people. So we just and my background's a lot in like the arts and like event stuff. And so I just yeah. like I don't like to hear no. And if it means I can just keep this thing going, and I have so much fun with it, like, and making other people have fun with it, and and you know, we've expanded to lots of members, lots of younger members. The, in the last two days of all our appearances at, at theaters, we've got a lot of people interested, and it's great. Have you uh, tried to uh, work things like with the uh, the uh, Traverse City Film Fest uh, to just like show up there, like you know, just for a showing of Ghostbusters? Not maybe not uh, over at the State Theater or Bijou by the Bay. Maybe uh, do, uh, when they bring back when we get back to normal things. Uh, my gosh, I could definitely see myself in a summer tradition watching Ghostbusters out there by the lake so with you guys right there parked in front of the big inflatable uh, movie screen. Since 2018, we have at least done two appearances at the State Theater. Okay. We we were very close to doing something for the with the film festival because they had like a um, contest of like movie, like viewer's choice for like the big inflatable one. I think I, I think remember this. We, yeah. we lost out to like a Disney movie. Like, oh, yeah. They had Ghostbusters that, but we did go when they had like, what about Bob? A bunch of us just kind of showed up in costume for a little bit. So we've made a lot of like relationships with like the state theater and the film festival. And there's down in Sutton's Bay is the Bay theater, which is a community theater. Like I may, I've, we've, I've made very good friends with the manager of the AMC in Traverse city. Like anywhere we can like find a new avenue to like help out or we do stuff with the Alzheimer's Association and make a wish and toys for tots and uh, child and family services and all of it's just us showing up helping promote their stuff like we're, we're technically just a club and we're not a nonprofit or anything but we just keep finding new ways to like show up any time of year you know where before it used to just be a Halloween thing. Yeah, and now it's like, or maybe during a comic con. But now there's tons of comic cons. You know, yeah. everyone's <laughs> trying it. Like we've been to ones in Houghton Lake and Alpina and Cadillac. So it just keeps expanding. And and it, this is why I love that this new movie came out because there's oh, new a there's generation new, new generation yeah. and new stuff to like want to build. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So how does one join the Cherryland Ghostbusters? I mean, are, are, do oh, you... it's a rigorous uh, examination. <laughs> you take a test, yeah. There's do you have test. to believe in the paranormal, the supernatural, <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, space aliens, and all that? That yeah. for sure, yes. Yeah. I, I, it's much like when Winston joined, right? Yes. Yeah. To, there's a checklist. Of but there's things. no paycheck. No, there's no paycheck involved. <laughs> there's no paycheck. Uh, um, well, no, uh, honestly... Thank you for taking the time to see me. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you live in the area and if you have a passion 
reason uh, that you love this film, you know, um, it's as easy as reaching out you yeah. know, to our Facebook page and asking some questions, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, we, 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 we don't want to be uh, exclusive. We want to be inclusive no, for sure yeah. with people. Um, so Compared to like like the Star Wars 501st Costuming Club has like standards for their costumes. Which but, is awesome, by the way. They, which is great because they... Guys, yeah. You guys really hit it off over at the Comic-Con every yeah, year. We, yeah, we yeah. love... We love interacting with them, but like they have their relationship with with like Lucasfilm. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But we don't we don't want that. But we 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 do ask is like people if they want to get to a point of doing public appearances that they have some sort of you know kind of real looking flight suit, not a costume version, and and some basic little things. But like other than that. We're not making people required to have a, a proton pack or, yeah. or like, but it's some people more, just can't afford that yeah. stuff, but they want to be part of it. And we don't want to discourage anybody because what we're trying to do is get out there in the community and help. Go to the toy department. Right? Well, Go get like, exactly. you know, your toy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You know, dress sure. up. There you go. Yeah. We just want people to like feel that same like glow that we felt when a little kid ran. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, in fact, yeah. you guys should know plenty because, I mean, I when we finally met after months of uh, collaborating, uh, this guy in a box comes up to you and goes, dude, that's an awesome costume. Yeah. Like, dude, it's just a box. Chill out. But <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, yeah, because uh, yeah, th- this is a true story. At the uh, at uh, the 2021 uh, long away to return of the Cherry Capital Con, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I didn't have a costume. I didn't, uh, all my money has been going towards my daughter yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go as a box. Just nice. a simple, like, you know, look at all these boxes I have. Let's just like strap it on, write just a box on it, throw a little soundtrack on it. And uh, I was surprised how, what the reception was as soon as I walked, like, you know, like you guys, when you debuted, right. I debuted as the box here. I still have it, by the way. I, I'm well, now you have to make it a, like a yeah. thing. Like yeah. it's gotta be a thing every year. Like now. every, like, now you gotta like start making it like snake from metal gear and like you can hide in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody like, in here, but a box. <laughs> like just keep improving on it. I you mean, should add that sound effect. Like when yeah, someone discovers you yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause um, I've been to, so I've been to dragon con a couple times. This is a huge, comic-con in atlanta and it's really like fan focused and it's place where people get real weird with their like costumes because that, that's the one where they get like completely like intense insane it's they like really you didn't deep, get that from joanne fabrics yeah no, really no, no, no. deep really deep weird cuts of stuff like no one has ever seen like they're only going to do it the one time and then it's also a place like people like to get a little like meta where you'll see 10 guys dressed up as like Jake from State Farm but, <laughs> you know, because because it's funny and it's like this is the only kind of place that people recognize so I think that's probably why that hit off because it's a weird like kind of meta joke yeah. about a, being in a like just yeah, it's like a box someone dressed up as like an Amazon box like that right yes yeah, yeah. Like, like there were a lot of people at Dragon Con dressed as like thing like well, I was thinking about, about that like you know Amazon box and all that stuff but it's like you know I'm not getting a sponsorship no one's paying me to do that so you know what I'm just gonna go as a box well I, I did have well, it was an old UPS box, but yeah, or uh, <laughs> right there. It's I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw an office thing out there. Like when Jim shows up with the three hole punch, he's like, I'm three hole punch Jim. Yeah, like that's, or I'm Facebook, and it's just literally a book. Oh, the book face between. Oh. But that, there was no. a message to my madness uh, with uh, the box mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing, because uh, yeah, I've always been so, I've always felt so underwhelmed uh, showing up because my the costume where I really try, I like to dress up as the shadow. Oh, like old school, yeah, okay. the shadow. That is my all-time yeah. favorite comic book character. I know it's like, well, the who's the, who's the shadow? Well, he helped inspire Batman a little bit. In fact, Batman ripped off the shadow. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I could get, I could go so much into that. But um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I Baldwin that was yeah. The there was the Baldwin original, one, but yeah. my favorite shadow has shadow got knows. to be the 1943 <laughs> serial with uh, oh. Victor Jory. Okay, I, I love. I, I love that. I had to order that for like 20 bucks off of. Uh, I think it was like Turner Classic Movies. Okay, all that stuff. But uh, it was it was so fun to watch all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so like I spent like 175 uh, and to dress up like someone from the shadow, it's just an overcoat, a scarf, a fedora, uh, gloves, uh, boots, dress pants, and that th- there's your shadow. That's it. Yeah. It's nothing like uh, you know you're actually on a table uh, with a uh, scalpel, like carefully cutting away at fabric or a welding torch, and you know you're putting all this stuff on you that weighs like a ton you could be a walking delorean i mean with that kind of oh, uh, yeah. ingenuity yeah. but <laughs> but well, yeah the... my whole statement is, is that you know when it comes to you know a costume you don't need to put that much into it yeah. exactly that was the whole point of just a box yeah mm-hmm. and everybody great. left i had artists uh the artist gallery looking at me it's like that is the cleverest <laughs> idea i yeah. have ever seen even uh, veronica taylor when she was there uh she was like that's genius it is so genius Oh, that was so that was so uh, awesome to meet oh, yeah. with her. Uh, in fact, uh, when we, we were my wife and uh, daughter when we were leaving, yeah, you guys actually uh, hung out with her for a little yeah, bit. We yeah, we were we were like we always try to like get friendly with like the big guests and just try to make their day, especially like on the last day. Like if we can. Oh yeah. Um, the funny part about the shadow is I feel like. If you went to like Comic Con this year, more people would assume you're like some anime character. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's so many anime characters that Look, fit that vibe. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I usually when I re- I don't recognize something like especially people under the age of thirty dressed at these type of events, I just assume it's anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if I don't recognize it, it probably means it's anime. <laughs> right. Because that is why one like kind of blind cosplayers out there. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Who's that? Who's that? I don't, that? Know. I don't, I don't know. It's Who like, uh, think Batman, just older. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so old Batman? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so now we know how to join you. Mm. You know, just hey, I want to be a ghost. Okay, yeah, reach yeah. out. Get your yeah. stuff. Reach out. Get yeah. you know. It, you'll get hooked. You got a slimer puppet? Good. That's all we need. Right. <laughs> well, that we don't uh, have. So we where can we have. find more info about the Cherryland Ghostbusters? So our website or Facebook mostly is is facebook.com slash Cherryland Ghostbusters. We do have an Instagram and Twitter, you know, for people under the age of 30 to track us down as well. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? There yeah, you are. I think, I, I think it's me and like five other people that use Twitter in all of Northern Michigan, though, yeah. uh, for actual interaction. I think you have a Twitter account. And that's I do. It. Yeah. The only like, thing I've been using Twitter for lately is I'm, I've been trying to find a PS5 for like, for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm like following like six people on there. That's about it. Yeah. No, I, I, I like I, to argue. With oh, I found one. I got it. I, I, can, I oh, can't. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I, good. I cannot get into the current gen of gaming no. anymore. I have actually. I am finding myself more in love with retro gaming. Yeah. Uh, and the last video game that I played, in fact, you're you're gonna say what? Uh. Is the uh, Ghostbusters game for the PlayStation 3. Nice. Nice. I, oh, I play okay. that fully uh, with yeah. my daughter around. I, of course, you know, I'm a little bit afraid. It's like, oh, I hope this isn't too scary. But no, actually, you know, she takes it quite well. Yeah. In fact, uh, how much uh, Ghostbusters media do you have? Do you have that game? Uh, so it's funny. My my first one of my first uh, systems that I ever used was the uh, the Sega Genesis Master. Yeah. System. Okay. So we're going back. We're going way back. Okay. So my dad uh, get, got me the what really got me hooked with Ghostbusters in the first place was like my fourth birthday or not, I'm sorry fourth Christmas. Uh, my parents got me the Ghostbusters VHS, and then my dad came out of nowhere one day and bought the Sega Master System, and it sat on a shelf for like weeks. I'm just staring you're, at it. You're as continuing a kid, like, your dad's tradition. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, and honey, what is that? Is that that better not be another thing for your proton exactly. pack? <laughs> exactly. So it sat on the shelf for weeks. He finally set it up and he pulled out the game he bought, which was the Ghostbusters game. Now this was the hardest video game I've ever played in my entire life. There was uh, this weird map grid thing. That you is that the like, driving one? Well, yeah. You had to put. Okay. You have to put the ghost logo the seconds, on yeah. top of the blinking building. Yeah. And then you had to pull the car over at the right spot and then okay. you had the scene where there's just two Ghostbuster guys, one on the left side of the screen, one on the right, and you had to somehow trap the ghost right where the pro, right where the trap oh. was. And then finally you got to a scene where um, where the State Puff Marshmallow Man was and then you just instantly died because you could never get past that level ever. Uh, it was the hardest video game because I've ever played in my life. Because they have like all these respawning ghosts like you yes, know, on you it would, yes, stuff. Yeah, it literally would just come down and like it was really, from... And you had to like press like the buttons back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it, uh, it was climb. just it was, so yeah. hard. But I still remember to this day that was like one of my, you know, was worst and best games that I've ever played. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've also played the, the Ghostbusters 2 game for Nintendo. Um, and How far uh, you get uh, to like the the jumping car yep, level? No one, yeah, no one ever was gets it. that. And yeah, then that I was, was like, it. okay, yeah. yep, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you're you know, done. That sewer level where you're just you know shooting the slime and an arc, but no, it was. Uh, oh yeah, so. boy, yeah, I played yeah. The, the 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 Ghostbusters three essentially yeah. video game on Xbox 360, and then I did, I love did, how you say that by the way because uh, on my uh, episode of What Could Go Wrong Ghostbusters, uh, I I talked a little bit how Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis actually helped write that game. Correct. In fact, some else. Well, that I, was I think based I off the Ghostbusters three. Yeah, yeah, it was based off the premise for what they were trying. What they were trying to pull out. Like, like go, why not make that a game? He double hockey sticks, yeah. right? Like that was the whole like premise for that film. Oh, no, so. you could say that. Yeah, okay. I mean, because I mean, you got a place called Hell's Kitchen. Right. I, you know, they were thinking about incorporating Hell's, uh, you know, or uh, like what was it, Manhattan? Yeah, or something. But it's like, dude, you're in New York. Why not incorporate something about Hell's Kitchen? Right. You might as well. I mean, do, you now, know, do something. like I was that. actually just just re- reading a story about. You know, Lord everyone, everyone wants to know, like, was Ghostbusters <laughs> two canon? You know, after this film, and Ooh. was was Ghostbusters the video game canon? Was Dan Aykroyd's appearance in Casper the Friendly Ghost canon? Like, yeah. like so. So I was reading a story about it, and actually, there is a picture of like Evo Shandor on in that video game. Yep. On the wall, there's a and, lot of there's, you know, a, there's a lot there's a lot of deep cuts. Yeah. In that game. So like, yeah, there's a, it's a good in question. Fact, we might uh, talk about that later. Okay. Um, uh, because of, uh, I mean, getting this film out, getting a Ghostbusters film out has been, I mean, my gosh, a, a, tra- a travesty. It's been heck. You do know of the uh, uh, the council of approval of Ghostbusters Productions. That is, who is on the council? Well, we got uh, we got Ivan, we got Dan, we got Peter. It used to be Harold Ramis. Uh, so it's just those three. They hold, I, I'm not sure if there's somebody else uh, out there, but uh, from what I researched is that they have the right. They withhold, uh, because of their contracts with Columbia, yep. mm-hmm. they hold the right to approve or veto a Ghostbusters uh, production. Yeah, the Ghost, the Ghost Corp group, right? Yeah. They're, yeah, no, Gors, yeah Ghost yeah. Corp. But yeah, yeah, specifically, like, Dan and Bill Murray had in their, like, Bill Murray's been the one that's probably caused the most chance of nothing ever happening. (laughs) Right. Because he could never be convinced of anything would be worth it. There might have been a thing for that, actually. It's because, well, he doesn't want to ruin relationships with uh, Columbia, uh, Columbia TriStar and Sony uh, Pictures and all that stuff. He has great, uh, you know, he had great friendships uh, all around over there. And I, I hate to say it, I think... I think Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are really friends because Dan right. Aykroyd is doing all he can to please yeah. Bill Murray because if they are friends, 
I mean, we've, we would have gotten out of uh, Ghostbusters uh, film in the mid-90s or late-90s at that point. In fact, why was, uh, why was Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson in the uh, last Ghostbusters movie, the one with, uh, from Paul Feig, um, it's because he actually, uh, he's actually friends with Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wiig. So yeah, that's why he yeah, was in there for because he had to approve that getting right. made. Yeah, yep, had to approve yeah, that too. Yeah. So and uh, it, which is what they did, and he was happy to have done it. I think it shows though, like his career has been interesting since it has the been, late nineties. Yeah. That it's almost like he doesn't even like no one else is gonna. A lot of his other movies, no one's trying to like bring another sequel out. Yeah. I wonder if it's partly him just saying like I don't even want to risk it, and, which is probably why he felt safe with the other movie because it was like not really a the, like a sequel it was a reboot and it was like well it's safe if it goes any direction it goes awry I, yeah it's, i it's get paid some not our same yeah. universe, you know the story with movie. him and garfield right no oh no i don't he was tricked into that role yeah really? i did i did he, I did fe- he fell for that yeah because oh, he, okay. he thought that the film was being directed by the Cohen brothers of uh he, which at he thought <laughs> why would the was Cohen brothers be doing a garfield that, that, movie that, he, uh, he misinterpreted, actually. Okay. Oh, okay. It was a guy named Cohen. Oh. But when he heard Cohen, it was like, oh, Cohen Brothers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sign me oh. on. So that's, and that's, how, that's the story of how he got to be uh, Garfield for right. two films. And which he, I, you know, I think there might have been the same situation with Osmosis Jones. I don't know. I still you know, have. I actually liked that movie. Can I, can I just, like, I'm probably going to get some hate for this. <laughs> Go ahead. I actually just watched that movie the yeah, other day too. again. <laughs> uh, it was on Netflix or something like yeah. that. And, and I right. actually. Um, genuinely like because I, I feel like Bill Murray just plays himself yeah right and I you know I think because you look at Bill Murray now like I watched him on you know Jimmy Fallon and and the late late show with uh, Seth Seth Myers and um, and I think I agree with you on the uh, I don't think him and Dan Aykroyd are friends because when you when you watch those shows with him like it, it seems like he's almost annoyed when Dan Aykroyd opens his mouth um, and I think that relationship of that I've seen, you know, from documentaries and stuff was was strained right from the beginning when they even put him in that role. Uh, I think uh, Bill Murray didn't even show up to set until the day of because he was filming something overseas. He was a they big star back then. They didn't even know he was going to show up. They just yeah. knew he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then he, thank God, showed up. And then they just started shooting. Um, but with that being said, you know the um, wait the the first Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Or? Oh, so okay. the, the first Ghostbusters because they when they originally wrote the part. And, and they were, you know, obviously it's like the only film I know City he was overseas with was uh, the one where he is idolized in Japan for. Oh, they, uh, uh, they reserve a room for Bill Murray. Is that the, in uh, Tokyo? Lost, lost, yeah, Lost in Translation so that with was, Scarlett Johansson. Later, yeah. yeah, this was this was when he was in, in his younger years, obviously back in 1984. When yeah, they were actually okay. I did that. not know that he yeah, was. In so a, he was apparently yeah. somewhere. Over, that that was from a Netflix documentary that I watched. Cool. On the, I gotta watch that. Or whatnot, so, oh yeah, the, or the, okay. the movies that made us. That was oh, oh yeah. If you ever if you if you ever want to watch to get into it, that's a really good one to watch for sure, especially if you any movies. But I'm hold back by Tiger King and what's trending. Yeah, for sure. We got He Man coming up yeah. and i'm actually just wrapping up uh cowboy bebop right oh, now Oh, nice yeah i gotta say that's a good habit yeah but uh, oh, okay. we're getting off topic uh, yeah here. that just came out yeah. but yeah dan Aykroyd. okay yeah, so, so what can we say about dan Aykroyd, by the way uh you know he so so i guess this is this comes back to 
Um, so when, when people ask us, when we first started doing this, people started asking us, um, oh, do you guys actually hunt ghosts, right? <laughs> the reality is, is we don't, right? We like Ghostbusters. Oh, we don't it. actually hunt ghosts. Uh, and I think that's... Hey, you know, <laughs> lady! Hey, silhouette lady! You hear that? You're good! Keep doing what we're not you're coming, doing! We're not coming for we're you. Um, so anyway, um, but 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 uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd had his family members literally were, were part of yeah, you know, he, ghost yeah, he hunting. Talks about, talks like, about that yeah. all quite a bit. Yeah. And and when he wanted to do Ghostbusters, it was really a passion. Mm-hmm. And when you can hear that in his voice when he does interviews. He is so, like he really believes in this and he wanted to make a movie that number one took what his grandparents and grandfather had 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 taught him growing up and make it into something that you know everyone could understand and believe and get into. And I think that's part of the reason why Ghostbusters resonates so well with people. It was, people. yeah. He is an interest. Yeah. His career is interesting too, because he he was involved in front of and behind a lot of good stuff, and he's not made anything. Like he's like a lot of people that like they just Gross forget they they, was like they forget that they like my favorite movies with him. were talented and like get stuck that they were talented instead of trying to be. If you were to go up to a Ghostbusters fan and say, "If I were to hold up a fish and a blender." Would you get the reference? Oh yeah, I no. Would. Yeah, I would. true. Yeah, <laughs> some people not. would. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no. the Bassomatic seventy-six. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that was a greeting card <laughs> I give my dad at once. But uh, like, just, just you know. But even like Harold Ramis, kind of like, he was actually brought in later uh, to help. He's like, hey, Harold, uh, we got this thing over here called Ghost. You want to help uh, write in some stuff? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how uh, uh, Ivan, uh, Harold, and Dan. That's how they all met. Uh, and then they just say, hey, I think we got it. Yeah, Let's I think, start casting. I think Ivan Reitman, they talk about it in the documentary about um, the National Lampoon magazine. Mm. I think he directed like a couple like of the stage shows that they did that like Harold Ramis and that, like th- like there was they knew of a guy that could like I think he'd already made obviously movies by that point. But I think earlier in like the late 70s, while before SNL mm-hmm. had started airing, he had been involved in some like you know production stuff thought he was connected that way too i know that's how they all met that's was, that's how you make it in hollywood i know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy yeah because when dan Aykroyd joined on um i believe it was uh, uh it was uh god why now i'm, I'm second city uh, yeah when he joined second city when he came to new york right but um, they did yeah they used to do a the National Lampoon magazine started doing radio right. programs, and that's how mm-hmm. Harold Ramis and Bill Murray met. Yeah, and because Bill Murray actually uh, took him around the city and then got him settled in his first apartment there when he had first came to America from Canada. So, so yeah, it's very interesting. Like all those people did a lot you know for ten years afterwards. But then, like at that time, like yeah. think of all the people that came out of like SNL that have changed our lives, right? Don't you think that um, is what uh, incorporated the Ghostbusters 2016 movie? Because they were all SNL stars. Yeah, I think I think that was but most it, of them were, yeah, except for like Melissa McCarthy. But you know, I think that there was just. Um, I think she was. Wait, wasn't she? Melissa McCarthy's never been on. No, no, no. She's hosted, I think, maybe once or twice. Yeah, she's but, okay. Uh, yeah, her, she did Wade. have that kind of background, but like yeah. her biggest. I thought I saw her on a couple like, episodes. Stuff leading up to then was like being on like Gilmore Girls and yeah yeah and like Bridesmaids Bridesmaids like yeah right. <laughs> I love yeah, that so movie. in which you know, Ke- Ke- uh, Kevin Fa- Fa- uh, Fake Fa- Fake is that how you say it? yeah um, yeah like he he had directed the the Bridesmaids which I think brought you know those two characters together in, in all in his network so, yeah yeah so uh, I know a guy who knows a guy exactly, who knows a guy exactly. same thing yeah but I think they're they're weirdly like different SNL stars 
like being a like making that jump in the mid well, late 2000s than compared to like everybody you can think of that started in SNL. I think it was like the whole basis like we don't want to change things up. We want to keep the magic going and keep so, everything tied together somehow some way in every way shape and uh, shape or form so the 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 whole female the 2016 version um I, I i think there's a place for it right i think there's a lot of hate out there obviously uh from a lot of people but i think there's a place for it and when i went and saw it i know nate <laughs> nate was i wasn't that impressed. he wasn't impressed at all he was like i, I don't thought know it, what it I wasn't watched. funny that's what i needed I, yeah, it to be here pitchforks yeah exactly uh, banging oh, at the, They're at the coming! <laughs> um but I, I think there is a place for it and and the place for it is you know it's my daughter's ghostbusters right yeah. it's yeah it, and i think that's what we came out of it thinking because I, I can remember i think my daughter was i think maybe like eight i think when it came out yeah um and she watched it and loved it right mm -hmm. so it's like how could i how could i bash it right with my daughter sitting there saying oh my god that was the greatest movie i've seen and when she grows up and uh right. you know which can uh start to criticize things, to a yeah. ghostbuster right she can connect yeah. to and then we started seeing at the cons um a lot of women coming out and being ghostbusters at that point mm -hmm. uh more than ever before and dressing up uh in those jumpsuits and those proton packs so yeah. so i think there's a there's a place for it for sure yeah um, is it my Ghostbusters? No, no, right. But the nineteen you know eighties version, you know one and two. That's that's what we grew up loving, yeah. okay. and why we got into it. But any Ghostbusters is a good Ghostbusters. Right. Yes, I, I can see why some people say. like it. I just like it's not a it's a tonally weird movie. It's like some of the Star Wars. movies. It's still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. that's you know I just there, there's just I think with the the current film that was made that the the Ghostbusters Afterlife was basically a love letter two fans in my you know like there was and it was a and it was a thank you you know from from jason to ivan right i'm going to take what you did and i'm going to try to try to put a put a put a cherry on top right i'm going to try to but also like bow. he they clearly it's i had a plan like that's the thing any yeah, of these movies that. that are nostalgia or even like the difference between the newer trilogy of star wars versus rogue one mm -hmm. you feel like there's an there's a if you don't start with the actual intent of I have a story to tell or like the Mandalorian. Right. If you don't have something to say, and I think that's what lacks with the 2016 one is that what what did you want to say about anything other than just we, give us another then we have some yeah, I, I think done the so, same so way. Instead of Sony or Ghost Corp coming to okay. a random director and saying we want to do another Ghostbusters movie, it was Jason Reitman going to them saying I have a vision. Right, and that vision involves a young girl with a proton pack, and I see an Ecto one in a, in a cornfield, and I have a a vision for where to take this, and this is what it is. But everybody has to be on board with the story I want to tell before I before we get the green light, because I will not do it unless because no spoilers here, I won't do it unless everyone is on board with what people are going to see in the film. Hmm. Uh, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, I actually came across an article uh, a few weeks ago that mm. I never knew about. In fact, nobody else knew about this until the news broke. But while everybody was going crazy over the uh, uh, casting announcements of the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot, while Sony was getting ready uh, to premiere the film, here comes Jason with his script with only three yeah. executives only yeah. knowing about it while all this madness was going on 
They knew there was another Ghostbusters movie coming out this whole time, and they withheld that information. And I can't oh. help but go, are you kidding me? You could have saved a lot of hassle. Yep. You could have made a lot of people happy with that. But that stupid decision, I, I'm sorry, I can't get, I can't, I cannot just say, oh, well, <laughs> you got me on that one. But no, there was a lot of controversy and a lot of things said against other people, which is something I'm definitely not for. Uh, but when it comes to my vi- uh, view of the film, um, did some parts annoy me? Yes, they did. But that doesn't exclude some parts I did love about it. Like uh, the whole, I think the the scene with uh, the heavy metal concert and chasing the ghost into it and Ozzy Osbourne is there. I think that's a genius film. Mm-hmm. A, a genius scene right there. Yeah. And you have all these... Oh, that mannequin scene freaked me <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what movie it is. Yeah. I don't care that it's the Ghostbusters 2016 version. Uh, that, that mannequin scene in that in the basement mm-hmm. uh, was truly terrifying. Leslie Jones carried that yeah, film she for really me. Did, she actually. was excellent. And yeah. I think what another problem... I, I wanted to go into it on my what could go wrong uh, Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters 2016 uh, review over there, but what really happened is that, and I think this is the problem here, when it comes to uh, doing a Ghostbusters film, uh, and we'll talk about the first one here uh, shortly, uh, it's just when they made these characters, they kind of got the wrong order they're, wrong. They're, about, they're, playing, yeah, they're all playing the same character at all, different times. Yeah. They're either the same character or it's like, see, and this is why I love Leslie Jones in this role, because she definitely reminds me of not Ernie Hudson's character, but she reminds me of Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, with Bill Murray's uh, char- uh, charisma in the first one, I mean, right now, right off the bat, uh, Bill Murray as Peter Venkman, tell me his characteristics. Sarcastic. Sarcastic, yeah. Sarcastic. Like a suave. Sh- suave. Yeah. He's a Arrogant. slacker. He's Arrogant. lazy. <laughs> he wants to get the job done quick so he can right. go get back over to Dana Lickety Split. He's got a dinner plan. He's got plans yep. to make that woman happy. Right. With uh Leslie uh Leslie Jones, Pat uh Patty. Uh, wait, uh, Patty, yeah, right? Patty, yeah. 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 It's like uh the ghost is on her shoulder in that scene. It's like and, th- and this is where you see you know her, uh, you know the characters is like that's where it, it went wrong. Yeah, where she just looks it's at like, and says, "I'm gonna go home." Yeah, guys, nope. you know what? I'm just gonna go home. Yep, that's Peter Venkman nope. right yeah, there. Oh sure. my yeah. god, you know, like sure. I loved her with that, especially like you know slapping. Well, I think they're the all. That's what Peter Venkman would do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think all of those characters were trying to get that same comedic. Too, yeah, know, too many like, different, yeah. too, too, too much. much. At the but same it was time. it was all Egon. Uh, like you know, it was just like borrowing from E. Is like they were uh, just Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Um. Yeah, one's the sec- you know, skeptic, but then not Kate like, McKinnon. Yeah, Kate, yeah, McKinnon. Kate yeah. McKinnon. They all were like different forms of Egon. Yeah, uh, yep. to me. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. So they got they got the order wrong. It's like you know, and it doesn't matter who's a Ghostbuster, by the way. Right. It no, really doesn't they, matter. That's not I, the problem. When yeah. I heard like, "Hey, all FEMA, okay, yeah, all right, I want to see where this goes." And you want to know why? Because I grew up as a kid liking Ghostbusters still, even with the rise of Men in Black. Because every Saturday morning I turn on the TV, what would be on? Extreme Ghostbusters. I love that show. That is an underrated show that, that tells you anyone can be a Ghostbuster. Right. The girl can be a Ghostbuster. The the strong, the tall, sensitive guy can be a Ghostbuster. Dude in a wheelchair who does say, extreme sports exactly. is a, <laughs> yep, Ghostbuster. Can be a Ghostbuster. The delinquent can be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> I, and I love that concept. It's like, why are you all getting... And the, the fact that the whole world went mad right. over Ghostbusters. It, I'm like, 
Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes. It's a madhouse. Yeah. Yeah. A madhouse. It's one I of the like. You. It's still one of the most like downvoted like trailers ever. I still it's like. What well, is weird? Like. Oh yeah. Well, to... YouTube got rid of that dislike button, so yeah. I mean, yeah, that I doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. they did. You're right. They did. In fact, at the time I was doing that episode, that was when the news broke. I'm like, oh wait, hold on a second. I got something to add with that. Oh. Okay. It looks like YouTube's getting rid of the uh, uh, the dislike button. Oh well, but. Is that like if they get rid of this? Is that like giving everyone a trophy? Like I yeah. feel like it's, it's a little bit. Okay, yeah. just asking. I but just make sure I'm on the same page. The um, everybody was so obsessed with Ghostbusters, and you can't help but answer. Well, where was this obsession before? Where right. was all that Good obsession question. before? Right. Sony, Columbia, yo, yo, everybody was so obsessed with Ghostbusters because of that. Where where were you? You said no. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Like what was it? Dan Aykroyd, well, Bill Murray. I, I, I think, I think this goes back to, to what, what what Nate said earlier. Was Sony doesn't seem to to know what they're doing sometimes. Yeah, it they is. don't know when they have it. The hit. Emoji Movie. Yeah. They, don't, they had no well, idea right, what they, they were doing. They they they, they green lit they green they green lit like the wrong things, and they don't really look at the fan base. I mean, the the movie currently. I just read an article yesterday or this morning uh, that said the just the preview showings of this film made four point three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Just the preview stuff. That's not even then. An opening day with 16.9 million. Like, there's money to be made in the Ghostbusters franchise world, and you think of a company as big as Sony, who you know is all about the money, uh, would make those choices and, and really look at what uh, what makes the the the, the viewer want to come back to the theater, right? Yeah, come back to the movies. So, I think that yeah. that has a lot to like do a, with it. Like, a, give a little context, like you said about the thing with Jason Reitman breaking that he was talking. When the 2016 one came out, like the Ghost Core that they officially formed at Sony, where it was literally like, we're just going to slap a label on like, like Ivan Reitman getting executive producer rights. Mm-hmm. They barely did anything for that movie. Yeah, they all the um, licensing agreement, which I think is a big part of like how you can really tell how a company like a Marvel. Well, Dan Aykroyd did like regrets not getting more involved. But because... like for that 2016 movie, yeah. all their like tie-ins were like. They weren't with Burger King or McDonald's. They nope. were with like Zazby's, and <laughs> and and like a, and uh, what what? The, oh, the biggest the biggest one was with like Whataburger, yeah. which is like only in Texas. Yo, yeah. I'm from Texas. I love yeah. Whataburger. You, right, you but like that's back. not a national brand, and and it was clear that movie that yeah. like they didn't know what they're doing. But two years later, because they started after the 2016 one, they started hedge. They started bringing out. Ghostbuster Day, which was like when the first movie opened, so it's like June 8th. Mm. So they started using that as an anniversary, kind of like May the 4th. Yeah. With, and for the the year, the first two years they did it, it was like just sad. And like we maybe talked, we're like, oh, we got a new Funko out or something like that. But in the 2018, Ivan Reitman was like involved. They got a bunch of people involved. They had all this new stuff. They're like, new stuff's coming. Animated movies. Uh, and it was like, comic books. oh, somebody finally <laughs> on the on their end said, Sony, stop acting like you're a company from the 80s who like doesn't even have a Twitter account. And like get with the times. This this franchise has money to like yeah, go it's after. Got a, it's, got a it's got a fan base that has supported it. We need to bring in new fans. Right. right. Uh, we are, but we also have to keep did, the current fans happy. Did you not happy. know what the current fan like? <laughs> hello. Like even even just the fact that people were so angry about the 2016 means somebody kind of cared. Upset with it. No, I'm but like, I mean yeah. it means people were willing to pay attention. Yeah. So it's like 
that's when it really started to like shift of like but even now even this year like or with the pandemic even before the pandemic it was like two steps forward like oh we're not gonna we're we're not even gonna try to get coke to make an ecto because they don't or ecto cooler because they don't want to <laughs> target to kids anymore yeah the, you can only win ecto cooler now yeah yeah i, I, I saw what? that you can i saw win. that recently and i'm like yeah. what it's, no, it's they, like in a small gatorade bottle. They made, like, they made it AMC as, theaters yeah, only and i'm yeah. like yeah. Uh, or you, you can only buy it there, or Something you can like win that. it. You can win it off their Twitter, or be at the. My premiere parents have dished out these... so much money right. every soccer practice, basketball practice. I, I was drinking Ecto Cooler from like 1993 to 1998, man. Right. <laughs> but they don't. But Coke, Coke does not want to market to kids oh. in any way, which is why High C left McDonald's. Yeah, and there and Sony's not willing to say, just make it for like. A bunch of adults for like a we, they can all border like they buy wine. So like, here's the problem with that though: bring it out every this, Halloween. Every time they do something like that, it ends up on eBay for like three million dollars a case. No. Right? It's just like when Fago came out with a, a flavor this this summer that you could never find. It was the right. Bob Pop flavor. <laughs> right. They were selling cases on eBay. That was delicious for, for like four hundred dollars a case. Uh, so like, are you says, serious? Yeah, what no, I'm this? not joking. Oh wow, because I, I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> and then like one of my friends was like, um. You should go online and see how much these things are going for. Who's gonna buy so it for that? It was it it was insane, and I never did ever try it or find it. Like it was it was absolutely. Who's nuts. gonna buy it for that? So I, it doesn't make sense. But but that's that's the problem though. It's like it's you either have to go in on these things or not. You know, like and the, the exclusivity and it's hard to find. Um, you know the the toy lines, the the Kenner Classic stuff that came out. You know Hasbro is really taking on you know yeah, their their yeah. marketing and their their toy line. But having to find that stuff, we had to get his brother in law from Vegas to go to their Walmart in Vegas buy us the toys there and ship them to us because you couldn't find any of those toys in Northern Michigan. Yeah, like, and it, it's it, like crazy. The last before the twenty nineteen or twenty sixteen movie, like. The licensing for like toys and all it was like just being passed around nobody cared yeah. it's like but people clearly cared it was like it was so weird it looks like i can get 25 dollars off my uh, ghostbusters afterlife breakfast cereal nice. right yeah, now nice. <laughs> yeah but then then they bring just, out just a, like pink pink kicks with, basically with, with with ghost marshmallows right in them. they bring my out my kid loves they, the they bring out part. a cereal oh, and it no. looks nothing like it's meant to be nostalgia it looks nothing like the original one they had made other than the box right like it just looked cool i you know it's like you know what i'm going to buy the cereal and i'm not going to i'm not going to open it let it correct uh, decimal they did the same thing with like, like pokemon and oreo where it's like hey did you find the mew cookie yes i do have a mew cookie yeah. i've got to preserve just in case and i got a few boxes i haven't opened yet it's like oh you sell no like no. you can definitely tell that sony is <laughs> operating in a world that's oh wait they're, sony they're, does have the rights to pokemon do uh, they really i think so well, it's possible because the movie yeah uh, detective the, pikachu I think detective was, pikachu uh, was like a sony, was a sony property movie. thing oh, yeah okay. it was weird seeing the columbia logo at the beginning of this it was yeah. <laughs> but it was great though to see the ghost corp logo on the front of yes the it was movie, it was sure and that just made me feel good you know that yeah and that's had, had, like i said that's had an interesting thing so that's like their official branch okay, it's like all right we're really gonna look at this yeah right. but speaking of uh ghostbuster films let's talk about the first one sure let's talk about that first one so ghostbusters 1984 i mean my gosh this Whatever Dan Aykroyd was up to, he had no idea what he had because nope. it was lightning in a bottle. And wouldn't you know it, this film is now preserved 
in the uh, Library of Congress, probably sitting right uh, sandwiched between uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey and uh, Planet of the Apes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> who knows? But I, but, I mean, who would have thought uh, that you know such a film would do so well? So when did you actually first watch uh, the first Ghostbusters movie? It was on VHS. I got it for Christmas. And I Christmas of 1980, probably well, it came out in 84, right? Came out in yep. 84. So it would have been at least 89, I think. So just around time of Ghostbusters 2. I, um, yeah, I know. at least remember seeing it on VHS before the se- the second one came out. I remember being able to kind of go see the second one because I, I was four when the first one came out, but it, it just kind of always existed, yeah. yeah, either on TV or VHS, and because it had that. Like it was a comedy, so most people treated it like a comedy. You see it, it on Comedy a, Central, but it was on a that, genre. Yeah. All but I was also though. like completely yeah. freaked out about it, like the first couple times yeah. I saw it. So I wanted to see it more, oh, it, I, like because it was like you know going to a haunted house. Let me guess, right. you were a victim of the library ghost too? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Wait wait, 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 wait. Which part of the library ghost, by the way, uh, was it when uh, she revealed her form as a yes. scary monster? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh sure. really? Because I laughed at that part no, uh, when that I was part a kid. Freaked me out. I think the but when the camera is just right. Right there, and like she's in the far back over there, and she turns and goes, "Shh!" That freaked me out, and I'm just like, because you can't really make out what she looks like, oh, and you never yeah. do. Yeah, that's true. Because it actually cuts to her just like morphing into that monster. See, I would say, and the that part uh, in that in that scene when the the uh, the book um, the, the, <laughs> stacks are the, well, they, floating or the. the, the, the 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 cardiogram the graph oh whatever, yeah the, the, the catalog catalog thank you that's yeah. the word I'm looking for those start to, to work push at out and they start to spit out <laughs> that part freaks me out really that freaked me out as a kid like just that poltergeisty because like, that's what I wanted to do yeah. as a kid in a library blow <laughs> 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 my snot sure. on it and go, yeah. for sure uh, no that that scene I think right from the get go uh, really and actually when they go running out you know and you see that that ghost yeah. Ghostbuster logo in the very beginning. He's like, what? What did you see? We'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, get back to you on like, that. <laughs> or, okay, wait, I got an idea. Get her. You're right. <laughs> so. uh, when I first watched, man, and you know, I was actually thinking about that uh, for all week. It's like, when did I first watch Ghostbusters? I can't recall. I can't. I, I just. Know I it honestly existed. cannot recall. I think it was on I TV. I remember HBO. unwrapping it at Christmas, and I can I That's could tell awesome. you that like my V8, the VHS box that it came in, yeah. was was destroyed Ooh. by the time because I think I wore the movie out. I watched it. So much. Like, oh, you didn't have those, those. Uh, protectors. No, at the, no, the ones they like give you, like you know, scars on your thumbs, right. like your calves, right there. Because like, <laughs> my parents so. would go crazy with those. It's like yeah. can't get the Lost World Jurassic Park out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was obsessed as a kid. I had all the Kenner toys. I watched the the real Ghostbusters as a kid. Like like I was a, a true product of the eighties. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, 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 That stuff, and I can still remember for the first time watching it. Now it's funny though, because I would sh- I, I've shown my kids who are my same age and. And, you know, when you read that box being, I think it's PG. Yep. It is not a PG movie mm-hmm. if you were to read no. it that way now. No. It would most likely be really? a PG-13 or higher just because uh, of the, 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 the jump scares, the, the smoking, the drinking. Yeah, I don't think thir- um, I don't think uh, PG-13 existed till right after that movie. Because, right. like... Really? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like... Because the E.T. and Gremlins and a bunch of 84 movies, I think what really pushed yeah. the 13 over the edge. Oh, yeah, like, with Beetlejuice, like, too. And, yeah, and like Indiana stuff. Jones. <laughs> no, but it really is like it's a movie that's got like a great pacing and plot that you can watch over and over again. Lots of like good dialogue that's either like feels authentic to the characters. And one of the, the special best. effects 
for the most part, sell it because you kind of need that. Like, yeah. it's the difference between like you can't Star help but just Wars say it's like and like if you Buck think Rogers. about it, you know they go from uh, professors at a or scientists at a university, and before you know it, they're slapping on jumpsuits, catching ghosts because one guy goes, "I think we can catch some ghosts." Well, I mean, how do you know there's going to be ghosts? Well, I mean, with the library, well, you don't know if that it's just right there. Maybe it was something. Maybe there was something in the air. Maybe it was it was weird. But what really sold it to me is like how real they all act with each other on that. Yes, and I and I think it's something I noticed with the new one. Again, it's, we go back to the characters. It's characters that like. There's not a lot that actually happens. It's like, hey, look, that we're movie, just guys that we just got fired. Oh, oh well. But we remember it all. But plot wise. It's not a lot of movie going on. No, but yeah, they, all they, that they, time they, living with the characters yeah. sells it. So by the end, you like you know what they would say or not say, and you believe like of course he would say no that he was a god because <laughs> he's a little <laughs> bit of like not self aware enough, <laughs> right? You know, it, but if that had happened at the beginning, it'd be a stupid joke that wouldn't work. Especially like bringing the whole back up. Okay, Ray, go get her. Right, exactly, exactly. That, yeah, go get her. Man. That was that came full like, circle. That's, perfectly. That has to be on. In fact, yeah. I think that was improv. No, I think uh, easily could have been, but sure you could because like, here we are yeah. back with another female ghost, and uh, you know their first time with a female ghost. It's like I got an idea, guys. Get her. Okay. Well, here we are, guys. Final boss. Go get her, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but that just that shows how you do, Ray. Just how self-aware, like. He was like even Bill Murray was trying to like retain like where can I find yeah something new to to like to, that I got I came up with na- like I'm gonna bank it for later and and Ivan Reitman even saying like you know we gotta like we have to still craft a movie that's gonna pay off something like that yeah you know that's yeah. why I think it is lightning at a bottom like so I mean after watching it I mean what was that impression that it made on you. We all we know what the reboot did with your daughter. So let's take you back to how old you were when you first saw Ghostbusters. Maybe want to put on a proton pack and and I, I remember again back Give me to, to the, the kid, nearest vinyl record back, store. Back, back to the, the the being a kid, I can remember uh, some of my my friends. We would we would go into the basement. We turn off all the lights, nice. right? And I would have the the blue Kenner proton pack on with the with the foam Nerf you know end on it, and we would just whack the crap out of each other, right? And then and we would slide that pretend trap, and we'd hit that button, and those little you know doors would open, and like and we. The, the the glowing uh, uh, you know toy that we had that was a ghost would go in that trap and that's I wanted to be a Ghostbuster as a kid like I that's you know people most people say what do you want to grow, be when you grow up and it's like I want to be a fireman I want to be the president of the United States I wanted to be a Ghostbuster now let's transition what you just said into today's times I'm sorry could you repeat that I was buying some loot boxes uh, you know from my uh, Fortnite game <laughs> well I man know. I gotta I mean, imagine the way you describe it, it's yeah. like dude I want to hang out at your house yeah, right? I, mean, I want to spend the night at his house this weekend right he got yeah, that's what was with me. It's like kids, uh, like they were all men in black. I was still on Ghostbusters. It's like, oh man, what a loser! Right. But he's got N64 and Goldeneye. We're gonna <laughs> hang it at his place this weekend. <laughs> it's like you're not my friends. You're just, right? You just want my you're Nintendo. Just using me for my toys. Yeah, I think there was just something. I just remember feeling like always scared for a long time at the first one, but then the second one had like a more kid friendly tone. But just <laughs> that it somehow take away the smoke, take away ghosts the in the ghost world like feel like something heroic to do against that maybe like 
you know, not haunting type of like horror movie stuff that always made me like, I want to know that world. Yeah. That's, I think, what made it different. Like, because even like, you know, it's, I love Star Wars. I love a bunch of other stuff, but it's the only one that's like, I'm like, probably the closest I could put is I imagine what it younger kids felt when they first got introduced to like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of want to learn that world. Yeah. And that's how I felt of like, I don't want to, I want to know those guys because they all seem like unique in their own way. And I want to know what that world like feels like to like just hunt ghosts. Like it's like just as real as it can be. And then Warner Brothers comes around, it's like, "Well, no, we're not done with Voldemort. No, we got we got to learn all about these beasts, right. all oh, that too. We totally we got to put. Oh boy, I'm sorry, that's I cannot. A, that's a whole other. I can't. I can't get into, it. get into Fantastic Beasts. My wife loves it. The first one's great, except I, until I it tried to wedge itself. I don't into see the appeal of it, and as to why this this is just another cash grab to warrant a. The, it's just a prequel leading up to Harry Potter. No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's got characters leading. No, it doesn't. It's got nothing to do with everything. Well, they'll make it. See, right there. You just lost my interest. Right, they're going to yeah. make it that way. Yeah, right. don't, no. <laughs> yeah, they, you're forcing it. You're, you you're, you're force forcing it. the story yeah. element to tie yeah. in yeah. like that. It seemed like they wanted to tell a story, but like, oh, here's another whole side that we didn't, we could not afford 10 years ago to make creatures and all that kind of stuff. See, oh, no, 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 no. It's genius to start in the middle of the story right. and then go back to it because we know where it's going to lead up to. Right. And that's why it was like, well, it, Star Wars did the same. No, they already established that in the in their first original trilogy that something happened that led to this guy being the bad guy, and we all know how it's going to end. Well, doesn't that sweat? No, not really, because I want to see how it goes down. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we have that there. There, they're just making it up as the as they go to lead up into that. So you're you're building more lore, and before you know it, it's like now we got to build lore onto that lore. And so on and so on and so forth. Yeah. It becomes this whole thing. It's like the, how they like spread out The Hobbit yeah. into like three movies when it's like, yeah, there was a lot well, there to like flesh out, but you did not need three movies to well, do that. I, I kind of like The Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> you know, it, it, gives, it gives me something to do on the weekend while I'm cleaning the house. Sure. <laughs> but I still yeah. love it. I there still, was a lot there to like, to, oh yeah, you want to play well, in that world, so but you didn't need to spread it out over three to, movies. To, to bring yeah. this, unfortunately, uh, away from Hobbit back to Ghostbusters for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, thank you for the, reminding the, me. Yeah, what we're, <laughs> um, so the, the storytelling though, like so behind Ghostbusters, when, when they are in jail, right? Yes. That, that scene where they have the plans right for Dana Barrett's <laughs> apartment building right and they're describing right what what was what was it's going like on, expedition dog. right and yeah, and you, but it's you talk about selenium girders right and nobody builds things this way right like that that that's what got me hooked on on learning more and wanting to learn more that sounded um, real because yeah, yeah like like they created a world where you know selenium girders existed right and and gateways to to, to hell existed and 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 ghost existed and we i think we wanted to be be in that world you know i've, I've physically i've never been to new york right I've, I've i've always wanted to go i've never been there right? pass it on so, a couple of road trips and just, uh, yeah, yeah, like maybe I next just, time. i've never <laughs> never actually ventured into in, in fact in, in, into new york my brother actually has been on a good morning america during a school trip nice. uh, where al roker stuck a microphone in his face okay. and awesome. all that stuff it's like yeah. wow that's al roker with my brother and this is a true story I, we have a picture of it somewhere in the family that's album great. but yeah my brother is the only one who got to experience the magic of the big <laughs> 
apple. I'm jealous. Oh. You know, but I, like my, my oldest son, he's 16. He's gone to New York. Like yeah. I, I haven't. But if I ever went, the first place I'd go would be the Ghostbusters Firehouse, right? Yeah, no, that actually exists, you know. And that would be like that's that's to me like that is um, New York. That, that's the destination. It's not Woody Allen's New York. No, no, it's, <laughs> Ghostbusters, it's Ghostbusters New York, New York, New York is, is the yeah. New York that I want to. You're gonna be bring your of. Twinkies, your Crunch. Uh, yeah, my Nestle Crunch. <laughs> Nestle Crunch. And, you know, and, I'm gonna, yeah, I want to. I want to see those lions outside the library Ooh, in the opening all scene. All the Art Deco right? building. Yeah, that the, could be the established Park. shots of right. like because actually, you know, th- that movie was more made for kids and adults because well, I, you know, because I, the the world of the '80s, the '90s, that was a transitioning point in time in our history for sure. Where we kind of look at these structures and we go. Hey, where are we going? Oh, we're going to a library. You mean the place with the books? And then you show up, and then you got these weird-looking statues just, like, you know, looking at you. And it's just, uh, what's that? Oh, that's a lion. Why is there a lion statue in front of the library? Why do you care? <laughs> Let's go. But I remember being scared. In fact, uh, I got another eerie story for you. All right, so my mom was a... Uh, Every summer, uh, we would we lived in Fort Worth, Texas, but every summer we would come up and camp over at Interlochen Center for the Arts. My mom would teach over at the dance building, nice. and um, on, on some uh, their performances uh, to you know showcase you know what the teachers and the student the campers have been doing all summer. Uh, they do the ba- not ballet recitals, but dance recitals. It was like not only. Ballet, classical ballet, modern dance, interpretive dance, all kinds of stuff. I saw a lot of things, man. <laughs> uh, but I remember uh, always being inside Corson Auditorium well after hours. And that place is scary at dark, uh, especially uh, uh, summer nights. Because uh, I remember this one weird statue would all like, I swear it was following me. It's, it's just one of those interpretive art pieces yep. where it's like Ooh. shaped weird with a hole right through. But I swear, when I was like a child, like seven years old, I walked past it. And uh, I'm coming back that way. Uh, Mom says, oh, here, go meet me out uh, in the lobby. I'll be out of here soon. I Okay. And I swear somebody turned it or something turned it or itself turned it. But uh, I remember the fire that uh, kind of broke out over there uh, on one uh, dress rehearsal. It was Ugh. like the weirdest. Th- I don't know. Wire got too hot. Yikes. Like they were in the middle of a performance. And then they go, wait, stop the music. Oh, fire. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. That was, that was exciting. Exciting times over at Course and Auditorium Interlock. And I hope you're listening. Thank you for subscribing <laughs> to my podcast. Well, uh, but. Uh, and like, I I think that's why both Ghostbusters stuck Ghostbusters with me for a long time. That fear, yeah. Because I grew up like in the. My dad was in the Coast Guard, so we kept getting transferred to like old buildings and old lighthouses. Oh, boy. Which always had that creepy vibe. Yeah. So the Ghostbustery like world of like things are creepy just enough. Like they're not. Like you're not gonna have a like you know a werewolf get you, but like you know like you said like something's gonna just open a drawer. Kind of stuck with me for like a long time, which is why I think it then fueled that continued fascination because oh, like, well if place if I'm getting a vibe from places I'm going to, then maybe it is kind of a real thing. Like, yeah, you know. In fact, now that I think about it, I think there was another incident I had to interlock in uh, one of the old cabins over there. It was uh, I think a friend of my mom's bought it. Uh, they were uh, they're gonna renovate it, turn it into their like summer getaway and stuff. But I remember 
handprints being on the wall, Ooh. but they were painted. They were nope, like painted. Nope, on. I, nope, I don't nope. know if it was a kid thing, nope. but pass. Yeah, yeah, pass on that one. It was dark, by I, the, the way. The only we're thing I'll add to this conversation is the movie It when I was a kid, <laughs> oh! like the ABC, like yeah. made for TV. My my dad had to like carry me to my bedroom because oh, no. I was that scared. But I still watched part one and two, and I like every time I like even take a shower, I just watch the drain hole <laughs> and be like, nope. Like if that if I hear any type of laughter or if a balloon pops out of it or if my kids watching Tim Curry in the other room. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, but where dad go. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Your neighbor's like calling, calling your uh, house. It's like, uh, so your husband is um, over at my house in a bath towel. Uh, uh, What's going on? (laughs) He's, he's crying. Is everything okay? (laughs) Oh, they were just watching like, you know, Annie. Right. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, okay. So yeah, apparently, yeah. This was Thunder in a Bottle from the first Ghostbusters Absolutely. film. It, it oh, left, yeah, yeah. It, you know, everyone wondering is like maybe ghosts are out there. We have yet to see. Uh, you know, we will uh, maybe uh, we should look into this. And then the '90s happened, and everyone's like, ghosts. I don't care. I want aliens now. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. aliens is yeah exactly. <laughs> Except that kid. I mean, yeah, he likes Ghostbusters, but he's got the N64 and James Bond game on there. That's fun. We're going to go hang out at his place. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about with the uh, original Ghostbusters film, I mean, how how much have you watched it, actually? You said you wore out the okay. tape. Yeah, I wore so, out the tape. <laughs> how many views are we talking here? Oh, oh hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands. But, I, yeah, yeah. So, and here's the More thing. Than you you want to know how Sony keeps getting my money? <laughs> yeah. Every 10 years or every five years, they come out with like another DVD or a box set or a special edition box set. And I have so many copies of this movie in my house. Yeah. Because I, I would just, I went to Best yeah. Buy and they You they didn't come donate out with a few special... of those at Goodwill, did you? <laughs> but they have, but they have like special artwork and they're metal boxes. And, oh, yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, I got it. And it just has that iconic yeah, logo. Like, like they had a 5K or 4K one come five, out last year, right? Like, yeah. So, oh yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. I, I've now switched to a lot of like more digital, you know, media. So like my 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 Apple iTunes, you know, movie library because now every time they update it and they're like, this is the the, the 40th anniversary, that just automatically updates, which is great. <laughs> so I don't have to go rebuy nice. it over again. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've. I watch that movie, you know, if it's on AMC, right, and I'll start watching it, I'll be like, why am I watching it on AMC? So I'll turn over and I'll just start watching it because it'll be done faster without commercials. Um, but yeah, it's one of those movies that I could watch every single day and find something new or different. And, and Oh, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, like... That, that's a good thing that happened to me. I have watched it a ton. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt. One <laughs> so we, Nate and I went and watched it at, in a theater in Traverse City. This is before we did any of this. We were in high school still. No, okay. we were in college. Were we, it was okay. probably about 2003. Okay, okay. so, <laughs> I, okay, it was like... No, it was junior high. It was like... It was Sunday school. It was college. <laughs> it, was the old, it was the old AMC... Oh, by the Outback. We're like... Uh, oh, Outback. The Outback. Yeah. That, yeah, we're that. They many, were doing, many memories there. Yeah. They were doing like Friday night a like grocery store. cheap movie... Like showing, like yeah, bringing out old movies. <laughs> you can like drink while you're shopping. But it's there. like where I'm standing, where I saw Star Wars Episode Three. 
it, it's, 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 it's a produce section. It's a produce section. <laughs> Anyways, finish. Anyway, anyway go so, ahead. Sorry. So we watched this movie. This is the first time I'd ever seen the movie in a theater. Yes. Okay? Yes, exactly. This is why we went, right? We're like, we got to see this movie in a theater. And the scene where they're in the hotel and and they blast the maid in the maid cart, yeah. right? There's a scene where she is trying to put out one of the toilet paper rolls with a Windex bottle. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. Because in all the... It, if you didn't see it in its like f- wide format, she is off into the one side, and you can't see that at all unless you see it on a big screen. Right. This at is that before, time, it was like early had, into DVD, you know, so there weren't a lot of DVD. I don't even think there was a DVD. I it. remember seeing that, and I'm like, she is not putting that out with chemicals, yeah. is she? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember laughing so hard at it. I don't know. By that point, I was like, I'm just watching this movie to say it. I would have never thought I would have caught something new. In a million yeah. years. So, so I, we, we watched it, you know, over and over and over again. And I, we were watching it for reference, obviously, for the Proton Packs. Okay. I was pausing it uh, on those final <laughs> scenes when they're on the top of the rooftop, mm-hmm. trying to see the side of the pack, what what uh, what where were the wires were going, what color were the wires, what kind of connectors they were using. Because when I was building my, my pack and we were doing our, our stuff, we didn't have, there wasn't a lot of reference material out there. Yeah. Right? There was a couple of websites. There was definitely a couple of photos online. Oh, yeah. The, we're talking nothing. like... Was this like mid two uh, thousands or something? Um, well, twenty sixteen. Like, like nobody, oh, there weren't, there weren't, there were not like great like. like all the photos were. Was the theater still up back then? No, that so no. When she was working the photos, on the photos. Oh, oh, my, oh okay, I'm right, my yeah. reruns and my yeah. continued watchings of the film. There, there's not a lot of like actual like ones still around. Yeah, most of the ones you can s- that are available to like literally look up close. Are ones that like Planet Hollywood, and they're ones that were for the twenty Actually, for the 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 sequel. They're for like, or they were built afterwards. I do. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about this. Uh, I lived in uh, Southfield for like a year, and they actually do have one of those uh, props, uh, right? In, in case in a frame, yeah, at one of their met, uh, me, uh, megaplex uh, theaters over there out on uh, Twelve Mile. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you yeah. forgot about. It. I was like, oh, cool, nice Ghostbusters. Yeah, I was in Chicago uh, at the uh, the P at the the, the Navy yeah. Pier, and there is at like the one of the Navy restaurants Pier. there. Um, they actually have a jumpsuit that was originally worn uh, by one of the, you know one of the actors. That's got to be Dan Aykroyd's so because probably, he's Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's Elroy all the way every <laughs> every day. So yeah, so I mean, we so I've I've probably watched the movie. I mean, again, we're talking hundreds of thousands of times, um, and. Every time I can usually pick something else, but you know, to be honest with you, it could be on in the background. I could just listen to it, and in mm. my brain, the movie is playing. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, doing that, the laundry now that, seems a lot more fun. Yeah, now. it's yeah. that background <laughs> movie that I could watch and and I could I could listen to all day long. And you know, I just there are so many iconic lines and and moments in that you film. You just play that whole movie in your Correct. head. Yes, yeah. I mean, I in 10K. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, how how. Uh, much of you watch it. I mean, how many it's, times have you watched it? It's a lot. It's got to be like, like in the I, I don't even think I could, you Let's know, say it's on say. every 2.3 days. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, it was on a lot. Yeah. Like, and I've, yeah, like done, I've used it as a way to kind of enjoy like doing laundry or something. I've thankfully had at least a chance to see it in the theater more as it's been brought back out. Nice. Like two years ago, they had it at Halloween. The state theater had shown it like, once for like their like spring break time i think i've seen it at least you know years ago like i like getting to see it in the theater because it does make you sit and concentrate and not treat it like kind of 
like a warm blanket, but it's like you're like experiencing it again. Yeah, and a couple of years ago we got the Petoskey Theater to bring it back. Oh yeah, yeah, a, you guys a, had to. A, I knew there was a night, one, yeah. for a night there, so we came out. Oh yeah, that was last year. I think there was only like <laughs> pandemic what, four time. of us. Was there four of? Oh yeah, there was four of us. But yeah, yeah. There, that that was when like theaters reopened and right. like everybody was allowed to just show whatever they wanted for a yeah. while, except anything from Universal. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When I heard about that, I'm like, you can do that? Yeah. Wow. Uh, dude, come on. But thankfully, all that mess has been settled. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, you mentioned uh, having uh, every various formats of yeah. uh, Ghostbusters. I, in fact, just, uh, yeah, two years ago, I was uh, going through Goodwill, and I found two near-mint copies of VHS tapes nice. of uh, nice. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And it's, uh, orig- I hope that's its original form, because it's got the uh, old Suncoast uh, Ooh, nice. uh, wow, price nice. on that for nice. 20 nice. bucks. Yeah, 20 oh, bucks. Yeah. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, it's, thankfully, I bought them for a quarter. Oh, but, <laughs> I think I still have my Ghostbusters 2 VHS. I don't think I have. That's how I original. found the uh, the old uh, untouched uh, special effects uh, or special edition of Star Wars. Nice. Uh, I have that. Over there. Yeah. I still have my trilogy because I worked at Kmart and we sold the yeah. uh, these the non-special edition. The non- oh, gosh. I even found like some old, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. old... Uh, it's fun to watch those things. Um but I recently discovered, now, as soon as I discovered 4K, I was, like, all on board. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. The first movie I ever watched in 4K was The Rocketeer. Hmm. And okay. I'm like, wow, that's that was I've never seen The Rocketeer like this in this kind of format before. It's like everything has its own layer. Everything stays still, and you just see The Rocketeer flying around. Dude, that's cool. And then uh, fast forward a few years, and then I, uh, I buy The Evil Dead. Uh, nice. Movies on Ooh. 4K. Oh, I'd be curious what those. And I regret buying it in 4K. Really, really, because I can see everything. Oh, it was every maybe flaw, some every, things yeah. are better uh, with remastered versions. And what, sure. what I'm kind of afraid of, I have yet to buy Ghostbusters on 4K because I'm afraid if I if I do, I get to see like uh, you know, oh well, guess what? Thanks to uh, digital technology now. So uh, there's Gene's pants guy from The Mandalorian right over there in the hallway of the hotel. Gosh darn it, 4K, you've ruined this experience. Yeah, I can, but I can tell that State Puff is actually <laughs> stepping on Matchbox cars and not real cars, right? Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Is that George Lucas behind State Puff? What the? Uh, well, I know, I know. Yeah, the, I, could, I could see that being a being being a, being a concern, but I think that you probably um, see the guys like neck in the state puff right. suit, maybe. Um, you know, I I out a little bit. I don't. I, I don't think it would be the same. To be honest with you, I think I think you'd be okay watching it in four K. Okay, but at the same time, you know, I I, I understand where you're coming from. I that's just like that traditional yeah, format that's thing. That's interesting because. with the Evil Dead stuff because you're right. That's that's all shot because on the bad first film one, in the first place. Yeah, the like first one that, that's, film. you can you can see a slight bit of like you know the crew behind the scenes making all the magic happen. Right, and then uh, when because I used to own it on VHS, and then when I saw it in 4K, I'm like, oh well, that's just not as scary because I definitely see the string they're gonna pull when the guy jumps in front yeah, of the camera. Yeah, oh come true. on, but uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, when you want to get things in 4K, it yeah I knew then right. It's just a gimmick, but. It works mm-hmm. yeah. on some old forms of media. You just got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, like with, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one that's older than the Evil Dead, uh, ret- uh, the Night of the Living Dead. Okay. That's great in 4K. Okay. The best right. 85 bucks I ever spent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It well, was that the, shot really well that was in a, film and for like I think it depends on like the quality it was shot yeah. on film in the first place to to like scale it up. 
Yeah. Like really technical stuff like that too. Like there's no way that like the first Evil Dead like was like shot with probably like the cheapest film they could ever get. At the it time. was independent. It was like, yeah. but it was a good independent film. So with our, our viewings, I, yeah, I've watched uh, Ghostbusters like probably just as much as you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, never in theater, but uh, you've watched all of it, and you were just talking about how the maid was trying to put out the fire with the chemical and all this stuff. That's actually where I was trying to get to with this. Okay. I mean, have have you noticed anything going on in that film that nobody else is aware of? Or doesn't get much recognition. That's a good one. Um, oh. Okay, uh, I, I still don't think that the spot on the proton pack where they turn it on is where they, they put it in this movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I will, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. When I saw where that, you know, here's the thing. I think it's great that they really like focused on that. But when they're in that elevator scene, right, and and he's like, "There's a cockroach up on six. He's like, "It's got to be one huge cockroach." He's like, "Bite your head off!" Like, yeah. Like that whole like that that whole part when they get in that elevator, um, and they they flip on that proton pack, like. Um, and they all kind of just, you know, step over to the corner because they just turned on a nuclear accelerator yeah. uh, in a very Each combined Each of us are wearing space. a nuclear accelerator yeah. on our back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that, like, I know people haven't seen or, like, aware of. I think it's more been, as I've gotten older, I've been able to get more jokes on a different level than I had previously. Yeah. A good, a good example point. is it probably was that same. It might even been later than that. The whole thing where he got three mortgages, <laughs> right? A third now mortgage, that we own homes, and, we know what that and, means. And, and the nineteen, per, he didn't even argue nine percent. Like, oh my god! Like, and he's doing the math. He I just like, thought it was kind of I like don't a, care. I'm a kid. I, you're watching this. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I got the, it as like scene in he's movie? in debt or something. Yeah. Or they pay, but like, I never got it on a level of the like alone. Ray comes to right. Like, They're like, complaining about money. Like, like that. And that's whole, just the first year, right? Like stuff like that, and oh. So actually, when 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 Afterlife was first uh, announced, right, and they showed this home, I was like, oh my god, is that Ray's parents' house that right, he said that he's he from to, like Wisconsin? Yeah, because like, like that he had Wisconsin. to like put a, like take out three mortgages on because that would be oh boy, fantastic I didn't think about that. Wow, yeah, because right? it's referenced in the in the cartoon. They oh, go okay, to his yeah. family farm. I think at one they point. do, at the and everyone assumed yeah. it would be the same situation. Right. My mom left me that house. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, my parents left me that house. Like, yeah, I watch a, uh, a in, uh, an internet celebrity who's actually uh, brought, um, brought like you know what you never knew about uh, certain films. Ghostbusters was uh, one of his first like spinoff episodes on that stuff um, about like that whole like you know I have three mortgages and everything, and then he mentions. Did you not notice that while they're complaining about finances and all that stuff, while they're eating their last meal, did you tend to notice what's in the background there? Like what? They have arcade machines. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, yes, what? Yeah. Well, they, they well, th- th- there you go. Their money wisely, <laughs> no, they right? weren't. No, you know, it was, it's just like any startup. Hey, business was good right at the beginning, right? We're gonna. But then again, I things. argue back. Hey, maybe Egon needed some parts. Yeah, maybe you know, from that, you know, pinball machine it's or possible. something. It, it is possible. You know, and I, I noticed somebody had pointed out the other day. I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew that, but like never really articulated out loud. Was like, how is how funny is it that in the first movie, you know. Lewis is the ends up being the key master and he gets locked out of yeah. his house all the or out of his apartment. <laughs> oh, I guess oh, yeah, okay, that's and, me. And, and, okay. and that he thank you. So that, he's okay, he, he's the he key doesn't master. have key. Nobody he let me in. Wow. Is that he, is okay. that he can never get in? Is that yeah. a no written, what? Is that a written joke or just by chance 
ah, coincidence yeah. that okay. collide properly. It doesn't matter where he is. He cannot get in. Even when he was getting chased, he couldn't get in. He famously <laughs> basically ad-libbed that character because right. they, they wanted John Candy. Well, John Candy, right. And they John, Candy, John Candy, they revealed in the last couple of years, wanted to be like basically like a German character like he did on S on like he had done once on SCTV and it was going to have like he was going to be like into dogs which would tie into the like dogs and him becoming a dog and they're like no your Uh, take on it makes no no. sense but but Lewis Tully as a character was like they didn't stop. They didn't him even for, have. Uh, I don't even think it was in the script that he was like accountant or anything. He was just a nerdy guy. He was just a guy with a couple of uh, you know notches on his belt and all that. So, so I don't know if yeah. they actually wrote like that part of like the he gets locked, keeps getting locked yeah. out, or if it was just it's funny. That's in funny. The moment, oh, he's the annoying. It makes neighbor. it makes right. a lot of sense. Right? Who's right. Yeah. Lo- who really actually is in love with the you know with right. Dana? Like, yeah. Well, I would say love is. I mean, fancies her a little fancies bit, her, just yeah. like, hey, what, let's go get a coffee. Okay, right. I'll I'll go. But I, I'm surprised how much game he had, uh, even yeah. at the party. I'm yeah. like, he, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh wow, the, okay, the, the girly dance. Maybe that's why Dana was like, you know, avoiding him because he's got game. There you go. <laughs> for sure. For a guy who keeps getting locked out and can't get in, I mean, by gosh, I mean, he's got he's got uh, connections for sure. He's got connections. Uh, so that's uh, uh, that's what you, uh, you noticed. About him getting locked out. No, that's oh, not wait, that was you. Yeah, that was, was you. Nate. Yeah. That was Nathan. Oh, yours was. Uh, mine, mine was that that the 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 uh, the, the lady with the uh, with the Windex bottle. The, like, the Windex just, bottle, yeah. Like it was just those those funny and little, that mortgage because thing, it yeah. wasn't a it wasn't wow. just about what yeah. the what they brought to the screen right as the main characters. Yeah. It was the background stuff going on. The background you know, characters yeah, with the, the background, exactly. Yeah. Um, Even the know. guy at the elevator, it's like, well, it must be a heck of a right. Must yeah, be a cosmonaut that's, that's or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys look. You guys Everyone's got cosmonaut? their scene. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how, heck, they got like freaking Casey Kasem in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, and Larry, or Larry, Larry King. Yeah. Larry Is King, it Larry King yeah. the first one or the second one? I think it's the second one. But like Casey Kasem's in the first one with that montage of like being on the radio, and it's like yep. it completely sells it as like a real thing. Yep. Like, yeah. That makes and works of like. A little bit of, and I was gonna say earlier when you're just talking about watching the movie and how many times, other than a little bit of like comparing it to now, it's a movie that is like maybe like I'm trying to think of it. It does not feel like it's in the 80s at t- a lot. It does not feel that much like it's in the 80s compared to other movies. That yeah, are set in the 80s that are comedies. Yeah, it feels a little out of time, which I think is why it has also worked. Just enough. Like, obviously, there's not a lot of people like on big old cell phones. You know, the car is the car being old, and then like they're using old stuff. Like, works to make it kind of feel a little more timeless. I think that's also what like has made it endure in a way. The only thing that was '80s in that, in fact, now that I'm thinking about, it, was just the Casey Kasem reference. Right. I mean, even 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 the people they show on the streets. Yeah. And some of the crowd scenes, like it's obviously '80s, but it's not like. Over the they're top not showing 80s. commercials. They're not showing yeah. anything. You know, the oh, wow that that is a good that is a very good observation. Even the library. I mean, it looked that those were libraries in the eighties. Right. It looks like the library that I went to just <laughs> when I was right. six years yeah. old. There's nobody yeah. wearing like big old flashy collars and and I mean even yeah. even Dana's outfit like oh that had a little bit you know, shoulder yeah but thing and, yeah. like some of that oh stuff the dress was, yeah that she wore too that was a little bit uh, wow you know, but it. <laughs> Gem is a... You don't see a lot of tech... I don't know. There's just... 
I mean, I guess other than the phone and the like, phone, you know, the TV, but they don't the like commercial. use a pager yeah, or like a fax or anything that like kind of stands yeah. out in a weird way. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right on yeah. that. Wow. The, I think the only thing that takes me to the 80s, though, is like when you see the guy who shuts off the power, like he's yeah. like just oh, a yeah, typical, yeah. like, okay. yeah. and then the and, the, and all the cops are just typical, like, yeah, 80s that's New true. York cops. Um, and obviously the, the cars throughout, like the, the police cars and all that kind of stuff. But you're right, though. I think it's an, a little bit of out of time and you don't you don't you're not slapped in the face with 80s. I think that's, that's really yeah. what it is. You know, it's a subtle, it's a subtle 80s movie that that, you know, could be, it's not like Stripes. Right. We're talking about Bill Murray, like 80s movies like Stripes feels very like in the 80s. Right. Uh, type of film, but yeah, I, I agree because I think again, it's it's set in its own universe, right? Mm-hmm. It's set in its own uh, time timeline and time frame, and and I, it tra- it has transcended, you know, almost four decades, you know, since it was originally released, and people still resonate with it. And that's that's something that you can't just reproduce over and over and over again. Okay, excellent. Yes, yeah, so great observation. Mm-hmm. Very great observation. Now for mine. Because I th- I thought I had the greatest one, but no, you yeah you know what you just wow, <laughs> come on man, you just, <laughs> or okay, Ron Jeremy's in the last in, in, in the group, uh, just like for, in the oh, end, yeah, 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 yeah. split <laughs> that's second the, for a split section, but he's still in it, right? So that's that's not right. one. I actually got that queued up from the original uh, movie here, and we're gonna take a listen to it. And uh, this is the uh, this is the moment in the film where uh, Bill Murray meets uh, Walter Peck. And to me, this is, for me, this is the definite highlight of this film. Okay. That okay. really, you know, makes me appreciate Ghostbusters and Bill Murray as an actor and a comedian. So uh, we're going to turn the mics off here, but you're going to hear the clip. Okay. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have you guess as to why you think I like this okay. right here. All right, here we go. There's a man from the EPA here to see you. He's waiting in your office. EPA, what's he want? I don't know. All I do know is that I've been working two weeks without a break, and you promised me you'd hire more help. Janine, someone with your qualifications would have no trouble finding a top-flight job in either the food service or housekeeping industries. Are you going to answer that? Quit better jobs than this. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Can I help you? I'm Walter Peck. I represent the Environmental Protection Agency, the third district. Great, how's it going down there? Are you Peter Venkman? Yes, I'm Dr. Venkman. Exactly what are you a doctor of, Mr. Venkman? Well, I have PhDs in parapsychology and psychology. I see. And now you catch ghosts. Yeah, you could say that. And how many ghosts have you caught, Mr. Fink? I'm not at liberty to say. And where do you put these ghosts once you catch them? Into a storage facility. And would this storage facility be located on these premises? Yes. And may I see this storage facility? No. And why not, Mr. Venkman? Because you did not use the magic word. What is the magic word, Mr. Venkman? Please. May I please see the storage facility, Mr. Venkman? Why do you want to see the storage facility? Well, because I'm curious. I want to know more about what you do here. 
Frankly, there have been a lot of wild stories in the media, and we want to assess any possible environmental impact from your operation. For instance, the presence of noxious, possibly hazardous waste chemicals in your basement. Now, you either show me what is down there, or I come back with a court order. You go get a court order, and I'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution. You can have it your way, Mr. Venkman. I'm worried. <laughs> okay, so what yeah, can, can you take from that, that whole scene? scene in my yeah, brain. I can see it in my yeah. what, what do you what do you think I like about this scene? You go first. That he's basically just doesn't give a give a two foots about the government and anybody's opinion. Okay. All right. How about you? Um so I think there's a lot lot playing here. First of all, the the interaction between him and him and Janine is actually one of my favorite scenes when she picks up that phone. She says, Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> like, you can just tell, like, she's like, I quit better jobs than this. Like, it just, so first of all, that, 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 that is, yes. like, fantastic acting by, by uh, Annie Potts and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the interaction between him and that character, right? That William Atherton, yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, he has been revered and hated for years mm-hmm. for that one role, which I think that's awesome in in, in, in certain aspects, but obviously terrible for him. Yeah. Um, but I think like when he's like EPA, like how's it going down there? Like it's he's just this suave talking, uh, you know, person who's he's like he's like well, I am a doctor. <laughs> you know, I was like what are you a doctor of? So I, I really think that he's just smug, arrogant, and 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 just like come at me, bro. Like I I'm I'm gonna. I, I, I got this. Like, there's nothing you could do to me. I'm smarter. Like, I, and, and I, I got this. And it's this moment, actually, where they do the whole, because you didn't say the magic word. And it's like, what is the magic word then? It's please. It's please. And then he just, may I please see it? And that's what I love about here is because Peter Venkman, Bill Murray, can make this character... So, uh, you know, it's like uh, he's suave, he's smooth, he's cool. He, he's he got this silver tongue. Yeah. And, okay. in fact, this guy came, Walter Peck came here to kick butt. But at that one moment, it's like, I think I might just like this guy. Yeah. But it's like you can't hate Bill Murray or Peter Venkman at all as a, a character, no matter how much of a jerk he's coming to play out, because he, he, he just has this level of connecting with and it's like he, yeah, you are at his beck and call whether or not, like, you know, he's either going to like you, uh, have fun with you, or he's going to hate you. And, and, and this is what I, I think uh, what doesn't get, I mean, you can hear some cuts, uh, you know, with the film editing and all that stuff. But th- that laughter that William Atherton goes through, it's like, I think that's genuine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that, I don't think he. I think that was uh, one of the improv, uh, one of uh, Bill Murray's improv thing that just does not get highlighted on because he's like, may, may I please see it? And then we, it, th- th- their, their mood is going all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, hi, how's it going? Now, I'm with the EPA. Let's get right down the business. Okay, you're really starting to irritate me. And it's like, okay, that was a little bit funny. Okay, all right, enough playing around. Let's go. I love this scene. Yeah. I love this scene. And it's like, well, there's no, no there's no mention of ghosts or anything, even though, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, Bill Murray's character is asking for it. I mean, he he's it's covered like, in slime. Like, he's shaking his right. hand. He's wiping it's it on his suit. It's a scene about a business. <laughs> 
like being investigated by or or asking questions from a government agency mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with like you know necessarily fighting ghosts and but it, and it's this funny scene because Bill Murray uh, and Annie Potts and 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 everybody in it is 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 really really came to work right yeah. they, they they wanted to make this scene right an iconic scene and it really is yeah right because it sets the stage for how the finale ends up you know playing out uh walter peck ends up becoming yeah. this like they this, knew they needed to make it an antagonist right yeah for yeah. sure like over right. like what would essentially just be like a a, a regular government right employee. yeah like he doesn't need to be that kind that, of that that scene could have easily ended up on the cutting room floor yeah, yeah. it right? does exactly. tend to wonder it's like wait a minute how do you know what they're working with oh but the government always knows how <laughs> i mean the Back only then it would have been the only mouth. time they ever disperse their weapons was well that no i think this is after the montage right uh with yeah, them yeah, catching up yeah. d- different ghosts it's like okay well how they do it? i don't know they had some kind of light yep was, well what was the light I, 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 hello i don't even know what they were using it's like uh but you know the whole debate about uh walter peck right he is 100 percent right Okay. In doing in being the person that he is, because they said it in the elevator. Each of us is wearing an oh, unlicensed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were breaking rules. They were yeah. breaking laws left. But and how right. did they know it's right. an unlicensed nuclear? That, right. Uh, uh, that's the only criticism I have. But no, it's still it's still great. Uh, I love that article. It's like Walter Peck is absolutely right yeah. <laughs> to shut down yeah. the Ghostbusters. I mean, they shouldn't have just shut it off, <laughs> right? Without <laughs> knowing what it is. What it is. Right? I you mean, know. they could have just said like, "You got 30 <laughs> days to shut it off yeah. properly" or something. <laughs> not just we're gonna flip the switch. Hey. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> I right. love it. Uh, oh, anyway, but yeah, no. William Atherton as uh, you know Walter Peck was great. It was a shame they never brought him back uh, for the sequel. But they did for the, the game. Video, yeah, yeah for he's the in game, the video yeah, game. But I would have loved to have seen him in some kind of yeah. other role in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I think you know just either a different agency or you know honestly like working a hot dog stand somewhere. Like you know what I mean? Like, like he, he had, like, got like fired he had like gotten yeah. fired and like lost his job. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. No, no, he would have gotten. Fired. He was just, uh, no. He was he was right. That's, there was yeah. something. There was something right, there. Exactly, yeah. And now you're covered in marshmallow. No, he right. got the last laugh on that one. Yeah. Right. When he does get hit with that pile of marshmallow, though, it was like one of the most satisfying scenes <laughs> in the original. Film. Yeah, and so he was not when aware. He looks up and he was not aware <laughs> that was going to happen. Yeah, he was not aware that he was, was not. Happen. He was no. not aware. No, he was no, not he was aware not that aware was going to happen. Oh, so they they did this. They did the thing with the, like with Die Hard and all that stuff. Oh boy, I love it. They didn't. He did not know it was going to be that level of an extent. It was just like we're doing a stunt where we're going to have like. Some marshmallow. I don't think he knew like literally like twenty be, gallons 20 worth gallons of stuff. Of, like, it hits a lot of him. Like, yeah, yeah. And when he yells, it's real. Yeah. So it did. They did pull the kind of the Hans Gruber of like we're not going to tell you what. And we're going to we're going to let you go at three. Okay. Yeah, right. One. Like, yeah. at one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. So th- uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Ghostbusters uh, nineteen eighty four. So I mean, here we are now. It's twenty twenty one. Thirty seven years now. Odd number. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, that's why I'm thinking. It's like you—you you don't happen to think that this film was on its way to come out earlier, not 2020, but maybe, maybe 2019. Well, it's supposed Just in to time well, for its 35th anniversary. Yeah, actually, that's, well, no, they that's, announced it. They teased it at the 30th before the 35th. Hmm. Kept teasing it during like Ghostbusters Day that June because the original teaser. Because I was trying to explain to people the other day about like how much it's been delayed the original teaser that showed just the car in a mm-hmm. barn, in barn 
I believe was in January of 2019. Yep, because it said summer 2020. Because it was coming okay. summer 2020. On, on that teaser trailer, because it was supposed to be summer 2020. And I think they and had then, not actually filmed even then. Yeah, they, they haven't done anything they yet. Had they had not just filmed. The, they, were, uh, they were filmed that summer. That was almost, that was made, that, that teaser that they showed, that was shown to the Sony executives. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's they were the like, vibe. oh my God, this is going to be amazing. we got to put that out there for the for the fans to know. So we're they doing weren't planning something. on, like, yeah, they wanted a quick turnaround of, like, once we're announcing it, it's going to be happening as like a summer oh movie. they knew they knew they knew they yeah. just wanted they wanted the slime to go to Vigo yeah. I love that they did bring the German guy yeah there after you go all. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, I love that guy I love that guy. Goes, you know, Ghostbusters two. It has its flaws, but I still loved it. You know, it, oh, Ghostbusters it. two. You know, obviously it was literally five years after the first yeah. one, and it even says five years later, right? That's the first thing that you see. Um, still could you know, start out with the courtroom scene. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, like that 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 movie still, in my opinion, hit all the same feels yeah. as the first film, and I thought it was it was a good um, a good sequel, even though it wasn't as revered as the first one. Um, it was it was. It was necessary for the time. It was. It was. I'm glad they got something out the door, uh, and you know, it gave us slime blowers and more tech that we wanted. Right. right? We got a. We got a bigger souped up. Uh, you know, Ecto with more LEDs on it, and and you know, because because you know, five years later, technology was a lot different than it yeah. was back in 1984. You got and, Nintendo right into the Statue exactly. of Liberty. That's, so right. and they're like that's a prop that people have made, right? Let's yeah. put a circuit board on an old Nintendo. You know, uh, master. <laughs> pad or whatever they were called and uh yeah let's uh, pretend like we're in the you know the top of the you know and, and and obviously in that movie had just as many one-liners right and and music cues and let's not forget the reason why we all came and why ghostbusters has remained in our hearts for so long um it's because of the song mm-hmm. right that 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 iconic you know who you gonna call Ghostbusters? Yeah. Song by Ray Parker Jr. Like that. That song resonated with me as a kid, and it still does. Like it's on my phone and my recently played. Hmm. Not because it's Halloween, you know, a couple, you know, a month ago. Because I will legitimately, it's in my playlist over and over again, and I, I still belt it out every single time, right? And that, that, the next movie. Even though it still used that same, it had some other great songs in it. Wasn't um, Prince like on Sa- that? Or? Saving the Day was like no, it's um, oh, yeah. it's um, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah that's Mil- right, yeah, yeah Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Um, and uh, you know, and then like Saving the Day, like is like one of those songs where. Um, that you know that that still transcend you know. Isn't that the opinion. one that goes like do 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 do? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so the, the music cues, the the soundtracks, the you know the, the those types of things all bring you back into those moments. That's the only '80s thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like the Statue of Liberty scene and and the the, the river of slime, and when they got uh, trapped in the the room when they're like you know uh, producing all the photos and stuff, and that would have been an awesome fire. to see just. The giant blob monster yeah, going against like, the Statue of Liberty, they're, they're, man. So I, Vigo, oh, yeah. v, I've, got a, I've got a painting of Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian in, in my basement. Oh my gosh! Does uh, he talk to you? That scares the crap out of my kids every time they go downstairs. <laughs> but I put it on the wall because I love it. What you um, need to do, do you, wait? Do you still have the uh, the Ghostbusters game from like the PS3 or 2009? Um, I think I might have the remastered version. Oh, that yeah, got. they just re-released it. I they love what they it. did with that painting. They yeah. they kept it and uh, they decided to give him more dialogue. Yep, Not yep. the original actor though, because he yeah. long since has uh, passed, passed away. away. Uh, but uh, I love the dialogue. It's like you, you will do my bidding. I am Vigo. It's like, are you just gonna stand there? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Your time is coming. 
the microwave is about to ding. <laughs> I, I love so, uh, you know just take all that and then just right. now your kids won't be afraid of it yeah. anymore. Right. I, so, I love those things. So I, I think the, the Ghostbusters <laughs> two movie was was a necessary movie. I think yeah. it kept the franchise alive and well in our hearts, and it gave us a young Jason J, J, Jason Reitman uh, at a birthday party. Wait, uh, that was him? That was him. That no, that was, was Brown. Was he yeah. the one? Was he the one who goes? Like, you guys goes are a bunch of my, yeah, my my, oh my, my dad gosh. says you guys are a bunch of. Uh, oh. Yeah. He's credited as Brownstone Boy Number Two. Oh. Whoa, yeah, yeah. I did not know this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, so. and actually, what's interesting is by that point, because they just released it like on Vanity, like a Vanity Fair article like yesterday, is by that point, he was, Jason Ryan was was quite interested in like movie making. There's like tons of he behind the scene. He grew up around it. He saw it happen. Tons oh, of yeah. behind the scene photos of him. Kid. That's what he was going yeah. on by. Like, <laughs> There's all the tons actors. of behind the scenes of him like, want, like talking with like everybody and like all the different people except at the time apparently he was not that interested in like directing or anything right. he didn't want to talk to his dad about anything it was kind of like the article was pretty insightful of like how much it had caught he, the movie making had caught the bug from him being yeah. on those yeah. sets yeah for sure so I thought that was if that's how that just like me hanging out with my mom who was uh, you know a ballet instructor over right. at Interlock and I decided to become a radio bro <laughs> broadcaster <laughs> how that happened I don't know right. anyway, but yeah so here we are finally. I mean, thanks to uh, thanks COVID for you know, right. all, pushing all, you it know, back, man. Pushing it back, man. Oh. Oh, it's like no, I'm not going to let you in my house for the last time. My wife doesn't want you over. <laughs> I don't want you, you are over. An unwanted guest yes, here at my exactly. house. <laughs> oh come on, man, let me in. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this is directed by the kid, <laughs> Jason Jason Reitman. Uh, son of the uh, director of the first two films, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, the cast, the main cast here is uh, Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, the now recently crowned sexiest man uh, in the world. Uh, the timing on that one, by the way. Uh, yeah, Stranger I thought that was funny. Th- yeah, Stranger Things, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, McKenna Grace, I actually was not aware of her, and then I looked up her IMD. My gosh, she has been... She's been in a lot. Wow, she is so yeah. young, too. Yeah. She was, like, what, born in 2006? Yeah, she's, like, 15. Yeah. No, but she, she, is- she uh, jokingly said, like, after this movie come out, she can finally stop playing younger versions of people. Because she's been in a bunch of movies <laughs> my where... Gosh, she looked like she was, like, at least 10. Yeah. Wasn't she in uh, Captain Marvel? She plays, like, the yeah. young Captain she Marvel. Was, yeah. There's, like, two young other Carol. movies where she plays, like, the young of something. Yep. Um, Did a lot of voice work. Yep. She There's a good Amazon movie where, I cannot remember the name of it, where she plays, like, a, a kind of weird girl that wants to start a Girl Scout troop. It's fantastic. Wow. And she oh, like that's oh I know exactly that's like an Am- it was on Amazon. It's on Amazon and it, it's yeah, it and she whole it's this it's like Ghostbusters after light. She mm-hmm. carries the movie. Misfits of, carries like, the yeah. movie like a lot. Yeah. And she does carry this film. She really does. She really did. She did a fantastic uh, she job. plays the character of Phoebe here. Uh, with Finn Wolfhard as her uh, big brother. Uh, Logan Kim is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> was a very interesting name, yeah. uh, by the way. But yeah. well, I was almost really... worried when I saw his name, and I was like, is this like a, what is going on? Like, wh- why why that name? Why that name is yeah. like, well, because I make podcasts. Right, right. Is that what the kids do nowadays? Right. Oh, I thought I, I, I a guy in his 30s, uh, you know, do now, podcasts now. That, or... This was his first <laughs> official film. Is it? And, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he did a fantastic job job in that role he, he it was did. like he had been doing movies for years in my opinion he he uh, really had the uh, dan Aykroyd uh, he did. character he did down. Uh, i i thought he embodied a lot of dan Aykroyd. uh 
um, especially in some of the scenes, you know, where he's covered in some marshmallow. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, he, he, he did a fantastic job. I'd love to see him in some future future stuff for sure. There you go. Then uh, bringing up the uh, last of the main cast would be uh, Finn Wolfhard's uh, girlfriend. Or, well, yeah, Finn's uh, uh Love interest. Actress, yeah, love interest. Uh, Celeste uh, O'Connor. Plays Lucky. Uh, yeah, her name's Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. And then we got some special appearances here yeah. uh, that just pop in. Like, you know, he's like, wait a minute, I know that actor from somewhere. And I'm not talking about uh, who you know who. I'm talking about freaking J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. What? There's a lot of interesting. Why? Cameos. Why didn't he talk about like? Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm. I'm in the Ghostbusters movie. So <laughs> I think that's. I think that's one that they really want to keep close to Of course, I'm in Ghostbusters. Thanks. So I have a theory about that because J.K. Simmons has been in at least two of Jason Reitman's movies. Okay. And at least and, and 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 Olivia Wilde, who spoilers plays. Yeah, wait, Gozer, okay, drop. Okay, <laughs> wait. Spoiler alert. That was Olivia Wilde. That was Olivia, that was Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Well, I mean, you could judge it from the trailer itself because uh, it shows some well, familiar you know creatures. Right. Yeah, 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 you if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you you're definitely going to put yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. you can see the so flat that is, top, So that is her. Right. That was Olivia Wilde. That was yeah. Olivia Wilde. Shut up. No, I'm. I'm dead no, I positive. I didn't see that. She's not. She's not going to be credited. She's not going to be credited until probably. Here's my. Here's my point. Why it's fascinating. My theory is that. Because they play both a spoiler, both very pivotal like characters in the lore. She plays Gozer, and J.K. Simmons ends up playing Ivan Shandor. Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's because is evil. I think it's because he could trust them to like go off to Canada, do this role, and like not say anything, <laughs> as opposed to like maybe they sh- could have went with like actors that maybe felt the part more or looked a certain way or like just unknown, so it doesn't. I think it was to like kind of keep that spoiler chance from like being diminished because okay. it's people he could trust. It's kind of like some like Marvel people like or like a James Gunn with like Suicide Squad. I'm going to hire my friends because I don't want to <laughs> spoil this movie with them all like going out and doing press. Okay. So before we get farther into this film really quick, I'd like to like go back a little bit and think when I saw the trailer for this movie, right? I was like, man, okay, I'm, I'm psyched for a new Ghostbusters film, right? Um, I, I, I'm psy- I probably watched that trailer a thousand times over and over and over again. And, but I, my one main concern was it's not set in New York. How is that going to work, right? It's set in a small, small town called Somerville, which just seemed really, you know, like on the nose a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but like, how is it going to play out, right? And then as you start watching it over and over and over again, I'm like, I'm noticing certain things like uh, Shandor Mine, right? Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm, oh, Evo Shandor, like that's from the first film, mm-hmm. you know? So I kept watching more and more and I kept trying to piece things together. Um, and I don't know how spoilery or if we're going to just talk about the whole film on this podcast or not, but I don't want to necessarily ruin it for anybody, right? So I don't want to, you know, I don't know how far we're going to take this. Oh, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll put, we'll put a, spoiler put things on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it that that that's the spoiler alarm. So you know, uh, when we were watching the movie the other night, Nate and I got to watch it alone. Yeah, uh, just uh, just him and I. Um, you know, when when I when I saw how it played out, I called that from the trailer uh, of what was going to happen in the film. Um, and it's probably because I watched the trailer over and over and over again. But it's also probably because the amount of marketing they did for this film and the amount of trailers and teasers they put out 
they almost probably put out the entire film at some point through all of those things. But, you know, my my biggest concern was that how are they going to pull off that that Ghostbusters feeling not in New York, you know, and the things that make it, you know, grounded in my in that reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that had a lot to do with all of the musical cues in the movie are are all the same as the original film. Um, You know, you've got obviously payback to, you know, Phoebe being uh, a family member, you know, of of Egon Spangler, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. And, uh, you know, I I think that really helped. I really thought she was related to Lewis. You know that was a that was a thought though. Like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah okay. I actually thought like maybe they were going to go the Lewis Tully way, and actually maybe if Janine and Lewis had a family, right? Um, yeah, I thought maybe the the Spangler, you know, throwback of when she's looking at the jumpsuit. Yeah. I thought maybe that was to throw you off a little bit, but at the same time, like she literally looks like Egon. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. got the glasses and the, the forehead. The forehead. The forehead <laughs> the, the, they both the, have the curly the hair. And we're not making hair. fun of her. Of how no, she no, looked. no, 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 no. She like, played that role. She really like, looked like Egon. Oh my God, she she played that role so well. I was so invested in her yeah. through that film. Yeah, and I I really like I I was brought to tears by the end of this film. I really was. Um, I think we both were. And it's funny, I my, my wife kind of made fun of me a little bit for it, I'll be <laughs> honest. But the next morning, because we went out, obviously, at midnight, and we watched it, and I didn't, we don't, when we do the midnight showings and stuff, and we go watch these movies, we don't have enough time to debrief afterwards, right? you got to right. have that, that, that 20, that two hour, well, 20 minute, the two hour conversation about, you know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we famously watched um, The Force Awakens, like, yeah. two days before it came out, <laughs> and that has a big, you know, emotional thing at the end, and we could not tell anybody. Yeah. So it was a very similar feeling of like we can't talk about it, right? Like at what all. What happened? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> so I uh, I woke up the next morning and my wife, you know, she's um, she's like, you can just tell me it'll be a while before I see the film. It happens. And I told her how the movie ended, and as I'm telling her, I start crying again. And I was like, I don't think I fully was able to process what happened last night in that movie theater. You know, when I watched. You know my my original Ghostbusters come back together again. Well, that's after, not a spoiler. That, no, that's that's that, in the trailer. We all knew that was yeah. going to happen, right? It showed so them right it up does, there. It we does. heard you need some help. It's right, like okay, yeah. so when are they? Yeah, you miss show us yeah. like that. Yeah, that that, that classic Peter Venk. <laughs> yeah, you're not you know. spoiling it. Yeah, no. So it, it, this movie um, is definitely like I said in the beginning a love letter to the fans. Oh yeah, big and in and, and but I feel like. There's a lot. There's some critics out there that have, you know, said it panders too much to the fans. It's a fan service. It's a fan nostalgia. Service. Oh, is that what they're saying? Okay. I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't read the, what the critics say. But you know, the reality is, is that that's what makes this movie that that made that's what made all of the movies great, right? Is that there are fans of this franchise that have transcended generations, and we finally have a movie that that gives us a little bit of closure, right, on those original OG Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but but also opens it up to a whole new world, right, of of busting ghosts again, right? And my kids, I've got five kids, they're going to be able to grow wow. up in a world, right, where Ghostbusters exist, right? Yeah. And, 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 I'm still and wor- hopefully... I, I, I have a daughter, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> they will... Yeah. They will be able to, you know, to, to run with that and make even more movies 
and 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 transcend even more generations, there right? Go. Yeah. So yeah. That's there's going to be a new for. lot of new fans under the age of 15 after yeah, this weekend. For sure. For sure. Definitely. You know, we saw that tonight going into the movies. We and saw I, I think, o- older people, yeah. our own age, you know, in, in their in their you know early to late 40s and above, that were rocking you know Ghostbusters shirts, and we had kids that were rocking the real Ghostbusters on their shirts from the cartoon. And they've probably never even seen. Oh, the one before. with the gorilla. I yeah. love that one. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, like there 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 was just so many different generations of of kids and people going into that theater and i'm just i'm so excited that people get to experience what we get from the what films, you felt what we yeah. felt yeah the first time we saw a ghostbusters movie and i think like that's all we've ever really wanted right yeah. we, we just want to share the love for a franchise and a movie with other people and if if just one kid right if i we go to a movie theater we go to a comic-con event we we go to a parade whatever it is right if just one kid smiles and high fives you or says, look, mom, the Ghostbusters, that's all it matters to us. We don't we I just like we just want people to 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 feel good. Right. And actually, it's funny. There's a couple of people that were like, hey, you guys want pictures with us? They're like, no, no. And they walked away. And then about five minutes later, they walked back and like, OK, I do want a picture. And I'm like, so that was just the you know, I'm nervous, but like. I'm wearing a proton pack, right? There was a little girl uh, at the theater tonight. She was it was her birthday, and she was 13, and she was still wearing a, a tiara <laughs> with a unicorn. Oh wow! And some girl called her out. She's like, she's 13, and she's still wearing this. And I said, sweetheart, I'm 40, and I'm wearing a proton pack. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so she can wear whatever. We're gonna go on a, 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 a dude's podcast, and he came to Comic Con in a box. Right, right. <laughs> so you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You can believe in whatever you want to believe yeah. in, and. And more power to you these days. Yeah. And I'm just glad that my children are able to grow up in a world with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because it made me it made me who I am today, and I'm very proud of that. I think that's why I like that this movie really fleshed out most of those four kid act like characters because mm-hmm. it will connect with kids. Hmm. You know. It's funny and they're funny and you know but i don't i don't see them in the same way as if i was obviously closer to their age yeah like but i could see an actual 10 year old going well i'm a little weird i i'm not good at telling jokes <laughs> you i'm know, socially that, awkward that was the only part of the movie that i didn't like i'll be honest really? that when the mom tells phoebe don't be yourself like and I and I, re- I know why she says yeah. There's it, it right? feels like we're missing a little context. It, of it like does. Their it almost felt like a, a couple of. I'll scenes. try not to. Right. Our, uh, <laughs> there was a couple of scenes from the trailer that didn't make it into the movie, which leads me to believe yeah. that a lot of the movie ended up on the cutting room floor, and some of the pacing towards the end yeah. seems a little rushed. Release the Jason um, cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there there might be a you know who knows that might be a thing like seven years from now. At maybe. the same <laughs> time though, like Jason Reitman had a lot of time to work on this film, and and that was one thing that he said. He goes, you know, I know the movie got pushed back. Right, because I w- was pumped for the summer of 2020, and then when it came and went, and no Ghostbusters film came out, like it was, it was generally hard for me to like to take when I heard it got pushed back due to COVID. Mm. But the reality is, is that he had enough time to tweak a lot of the special effects that were used in the end of the film, which I think were necessary to pull what he did off in that final sequence. Um, in, 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 I'm. I will say it did look. Uh, yeah. It looked oddly very impressive. Oddly, like really good, and at least you know the one thing that I can say is that. Um, 
you didn't feel like you felt in the Mandalorian when you saw Luke Skywalker, right? Right. Let me just put that put that put mm. that out there, right? You, you you didn't feel like you're 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 dead. You're looking at a dead eyed, uh, uh, you know, CGI'd fake fake thing like you were or thing you were, in Rogue One, right? Or, yeah. yeah, you're you you were you were seeing a real person, yeah. right? You know what I mean? You felt that way. You want to know who that real person was, by the way, that they used? No, in I the I would love to know that actually. It's Bob Gutton. Okay. The warden from Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, really, really, the ghost farmer. Okay, He's credited I was as trying to figure farmer. out. Well, that's one thing we've been debating is like, was it somebody that else that looked like him that they aged up? Did they? Wait, find... So we're just gonna say this out loud. What the, what happens at the end, really quick? So we'll get into that about. actually, okay. because I, w- I was gonna introduce like uh, the, the uh, cast over here. Okay, but you just went. I, I was no, just, you're like, good. I, I was gonna let you go on. Well, it's like good yeah, podcasting. But man, yeah, it, it is good know, podcasting. Gotta talk about uh, podcast when we're. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, so uh, so we don't have a Slimer in this movie, but we have something called a Muncher. A Muncher, yeah. Which is played by Josh Gad, by the way. Okay, really? <laughs> that was interesting. And then Bukim uh, Woodbine. Uh, oh, yeah, sense, no, uh, I did see that, that he okay. does the voice. Okay. Yeah. I barely hear it. You yeah. know Bukim uh, Woodbine? No. Well, that it's confirmation that Ghostbusters Afterlife is in the Spider Verse. He he's from Spider Man No Way Home as the Shocker. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. the police officer. He's the police Lucky's officer. Dad. The sheriff. Yeah, yeah Lucky Zay. Yeah, and then we got the old cast uh, in there. So yeah, we're t- we're talking about the movie right now. Yeah. I mean, you gave your review. Uh, what about your review? Oh, it's. I don't even. It's, it's a lot. Uh, it just does the same thing that it did with the first movie and that a lot of movies don't do it just sits with the characters a lot a lot doesn't actually happen in this movie and what does happen is all character driven Mm -hmm. except for like maybe a few moments okay uh it does the nostalgia in the right way makes you if you hadn't seen you almost don't even need to have seen previous ghostbusters that's the best part is like you're introduced because somebody else is being introduced to ghostbuster world Mm mm-hmm so you get dragged in as an audience member, so they have to kind of like dumb it down. Well, they talk about not like dumb it down, original... but like like uh, yeah, they talk about it as if it's something happened a long time ago. But like they're not like going well. You won't even know what this is unless you had actually seen the first one. Like right. like enough context is given to make it, you know. So I feel like. And it's funny though because it's you're actually seeing the movie from Phoebe's eyes, who doesn't yeah. who doesn't know anything about the Ghostbusters, right? And she's learning about her grandfather. Oh, that's a spoiler. No, it's and, not. <laughs> and she's learning about the Ghostbusters and, and what happened in New York and and all that kind of stuff. So so that that you're the audience. You are Phoebe when you're watching this movie. If if you are a kid that's never seen Ghostbusters, right? So so really, you know, Jason Reitman did it the right way. That that people who who love the film, people who show up and you know flight suits to a podcast um you know are uh, are 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 going to be happy with this film but like if you're a kid that's just coming into this fresh you could start with this movie and okay. never watch the old, the old stuff and still get it right? right still understand what's going on you may need an explanation of who's at the end but you know other than that like you're learning that throughout the film just like the characters are which yeah. i think is awesome so uh all right, so uh, what would you give uh, out of five stars uh, the movie? Oh, I'm too biased. <laughs> it's a five star, like it's easily five stars. Like okay, there's it's not a perfect movie. It's not uh, got a few things you can like 
take you out of the movie like once one, or twice. There's one scene for me. There's one scene that's like in particular <laughs> pretty egregious. I think I know what that scene is. So, um, I, but I, but for the most part, like it paces really well. It it, it, I would have never been that like thought I would be that like enamored by like a weird 13 year old girl and a, and a 13 year old boy that likes podcasting. Like I would have never thought that would have made me want to watch it again and again already. I thought it was all about the TikTok and the Instagram and the Facebook. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> they call me social media. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I, I, I would say four and a half to five stars. Okay. Uh, the same thing. Okay. I, I'm too close to it to, you know, like, um, but I, I, I agree. I think uh, the, the pacing's done really well. The, the comedic lines, I think, that Paul Rudd uh, does a fantastic job. As everyone was expecting him to to suit up and be a Ghostbuster, right? Uh-huh. And then after the movie started, I'm like, oh my god, I think he's gonna not be a Ghostbuster. I think he's playing a different character altogether. But but like his character and the humor that he brings uh, reminded me actually a lot of a Peter Venkman. But at the same time, there's sometimes where I he was just being genuinely funny, just like he is, and yeah. just himself. And I think that's exactly what what it needed. Now, the and I, I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name, but the, who who plays Phoebe's mom? Carrie uh, Coon. You know, uh, that yeah. would be yeah, Carrie Coon. Yeah. yeah. So so Carrie Coon, she she does a fantastic job as well of being a the single mom who is clearly worried about her kids, but at the same time, you know, do, she doesn't have worried about all, herself. All, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she she's really she jaded, and we don't get quite yeah. enough Very context. Very complex, yeah. and it somewhat works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat, yeah. Like, there yeah. were times where I sympathize. Sometimes like. Shut up! Right. Well, that and that's where like the whole like you know like Phoebe, don't be yourself. Like, like you're one to talk. That's not what I would say to my kid. Right. I mean, I'd be like, hey, you're well. It's clear that she whatever she sees or she knows about her dad is she sees in Phoebe, and that's probably why it's a little like yeah. yeah, And I would have loved to have gotten a little more context. Yeah, you need a tiny bit more context. Flashback or like like you know the 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 beginning starts at at, you know while while you know. Egon's still alive and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, yeah, I wish ah, it spoiler. would have started, you know, even <laughs> even back even further than that. Back. Yeah, you don't get any sense, like, did he actually, like, never really be around? Or was it, like, after the age of 10 or 20? Right. That kind well, of thing. We're going to throw the spoiler uh, warning uh, okay. up, uh, up on there. But, I mean, it's like, I mean, that happens at the beginning, what you just mentioned. So it's like... Uh, it's like, oh no! It's like, why? Like, well, I think you pretty much know why because it's been seven years, right? Uh, but it makes completely sense, and that's why they use Bob uh, Gunton uh, to, uh, you know, be the silhouette, yes, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, because they don't show him, right? They don't because really... Harold Ramis has been dead for seven years, seven now. years now, yeah, right? seven years. And and I think going into this film, I think we we all miss you know Egon right as yeah. a character and and Harold Ramis altogether. Really so again, made that this, character. This yeah. was a this was this film was done as a as a love letter to to saying you know almost goodbye to him a little bit, okay. um, and I thought it was just fantastic. All right, so I'm going to get into my review here, and you're okay. probably I'm probably not going to leave this building alive okay. because okay. I kind of like this a lot less than you guys. Okay. Uh, but all right, so I mean spoiler talk. So but, but let's talk about things I did like about this thing. I mean it's toned down. Not like fantastical, like with the 2016 reboot that was all over the place. Characters were cartoony. Uh, it was like straight out of a comic book. But I still like that reboot uh, just a little bit. Uh, just not on a whole rewatch basis like with the first Ghostbusters film. It did present this whole new feel 
uh, to Ghostbusters that I haven't felt before. I mean, maybe with a cartoon, but I mean, it had somewhat of a angsty tone to it. I guess that's like the representation of uh, Jason's uh, uh, directorial uh, take. Uh, on uh, the franchise, I did love the creature effects uh, that they brought in here, especially you know updated versions on some classic uh, monsters that we know from the first ones over here. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I loved I love Porks from Star Wars, but those <laughs> little marshmallow guys are even cuter. Oh yeah. Oh man. It, you know where are my State Puff issued brand marshmallows by this time? Come on, step it up there, Sony. Uh, the Easter eggs, the callbacks. I mean, they're, it's, it's very pleasant to look at. And that final act, oh, my gosh. Wow. Tear I mean, group. yeah, I kind of choked up. Yeah. I kind of choked up over there. And I did love uh, that. Uh, I mean, you're going to choke up, too, on that final act. You're going to go, wow, man. It's like, whoo. I, I actually uh, led the whole uh, cheering uh, <laughs> when I saw the film in the theater. I was like, whoo. It's like, yeah, woo! That's <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. You better. It's like, really? No one's going to say anything about that. But, <laughs> right. And the and it all comes full circle with that post credit scene. Yeah. It really comes full oh, yeah. circle over there because I'm like, finally, you know, because I, uh, I always wondered. It's like, you know, you did this to such, you know, you did this to people. I mean, how would you like it if somebody did that to you? And boy, did it. I loved it. And of course, once again, tried to sneak their way, you know, out of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But while I did like those things, I still had a lot of things I disliked. It was the plots. This plot had something, but then it's just overshadowed with those Easter eggs and the and, and the callbacks. It's like we got to pause what's going on right now so we can reflect on things that have already happened, things we already know. You got J.K. Simmons in the role. And you're not going to utilize them. And by the way, right, I gotta yeah. call, they used a lot of elements from other uh, franchises, uh, uh, or not other franchises, uh, other uh, Ghostbuster media, like with the, the game. Because uh, that's the same thing from the game, but mm-hmm. done in a new way. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and with J.K. Simmons out there, you might, I'm, you could have had him as, uh, like, you know, I'm the mayor. I'm uh, not not Ivo, but you know, e, or not Evo. Egon or e- Evo. Evo, Evo he he could have gone with some kind of you know clever name yeah, twist sure. uh, right. on that over here, like like what they did with the game. Uh, uh, the mayor of New York is possessed by Evo. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I see what. Yeah, yeah, he it is well, weirdly. We, we wasted. did feel the same. Like like he was a wasted. It like, was like a wasted opportunity. The, for yeah, the film, yeah, which brings me up to my next criticism. Um, and I, were, I think that I think that at the end of the day, I think a lot of that ended up on the cutting room floor. For yeah, he, he's got to film. Uh, what's his name in the uh, Invincible series? <laughs> yeah, no, he's got he's got to be uh, more uh, J. Jonah Jameson right. in, in Spider oh, Verses. Yeah, right. um, that part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I, I saw the recent ad on uh, YouTube, on a YouTube thing, uh, researching this. It's like, Paul Rudd is outstanding in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm like, where was he? I mean, yeah, he's funny. He's got the Peter Venkman style with the uh, Lewis uh, Tomlin thing, uh, uh, Lewis Tully thing a little bit. But he was hardly in this film. He was in it for a few things, and he would react. He, in fact, he represented how you guys are with the Ghostbusters. Sure, yeah. He definitely he represented. He as a kid. And, yeah. Yeah, the nostalgia. But with the kid characters, let me tell you something. Like with the Corson Auditorium, when I was a young kid <laughs> traversing the dark, dim, dim uh, hallways of Corson Auditorium in Interlochen, and I saw something that didn't really look. I would scream like uh, Kevin Kevin McAllister in Home Alone and just like out that door and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Here, these kids are going, 
that's a ghost. Wow. Yeah, it's a ghost. The, the guys were freaked out by a librarian ghost uh, over there. So some of them, they're not, you know, they're too perfect in a way to, to say, like, here, here's a ghost. And I'm like, Are, aren't you scared? No, man, this is like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're completely... We're completely used to it, but still I did like these kid characters quite a bit. They did grow on me I was kind of worried that you know, it's like I'm podcast. I'm like, oh, no Like <laughs> You did not yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like don't please tell me uh, your first name's not pod and your last name is Cass. Please don't <laughs> <Right>. do that <laughs> Yeah, but then I, he started to grow on like me a, a little right. bit. Yeah, like Kanye would give to his next kid. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And the pacing over here. It was a little bit off I really think something like Jason had something, but studio ex- studio execs are notorious. More for, showings. They yeah. want the amount of showings, the amount of times you can show the film in an average day. Yeah. They want you to be able to cut that movie down to that hour and a half. Yeah. You know, less than two hour mark so that you can get it more shows. showings in. It shows it that studio execs might have got in there because things were kind of slow yep. a little bit. And then, like at the very end, it oh, it just picked up. It just yeah, cut like, like there right was, there through was it. Too much of Finn's character uh, at the diner. At the uh, diner of, of like like mopping the floor hmm. when they could have been spending more time with that character development or or even hanging Shandor out with his sister or, or something. Yeah, Come like, on, it's yeah, like what do you got to sure. like you know have this whole family but spread out in separate uh, uh, locations over yeah. here. And we didn't use uh, we we hardly had any lucky. I wanted more Lucky and yeah, Finn and all that, that stuff. It's like, oh, they just they they really do like each other. We yep. just don't know how. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, come no, on. That's true. I want more awkward moments with his de- with her dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially with him lying yeah. about his age. That I I did not see that coming, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's 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 a little bit convenience in here, uh, like when they're driving around uh, chasing. Uh, What's that ghost name's uh, Muncher? Muncher. 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 Yeah, when they discover uh, <laughs> Muncher, it makes no sense. Like, why is all of a sudden ghost? When in they that finally town? figured out that there's an RC, it's like, wait, where was that? I didn't right. see that. Right. Wait, he he knows where that. There's a hatch there. What? They're yeah. they're they're finding all this out as they go along. It's a little bit too convenient. That's what I call the uh, the the Deus Ex. Yes. Uh, the Deus okay. Ex uh, plot yeah, device right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but. Uh, uh, compared to like you know Ghostbusters over there, like, when they first, I mean they had like, you know, with the library ghost. Once again, I got to go back to that scene. It's like, okay, so what do we do? Right. Oh, I I don't know. Hey, uh, okay, so we got the proton packs. What do we do? I don't know. Oh, I forgot. Don't cross the streams. Right. Why? Imagine that life as you know it. Like, well, he got new because yeah. he designed it. He designed the, it. Yeah. The other guys were forgot. just there, like, like, hey, how do I even work this? But thing? even like, he had, like, you know, no idea because right. he couldn't stop uh, right. firing the thing. Uh, again, which makes that first movie so great. Uh, fun criticism I have. Okay, so this is a big spoiler. Okay, this is a big spoiler. All right. So if you don't want to get spoiled by what I am about to reveal, okay, just. Turn it off, watch the film, come back to this point in the podcast. The fun criticism I have about this film. Okay, I'm going to count it down in five, four, three, two. Are you still here? One, go. Yeah, it's it, that, that, that's the spoiler alarm. Okay, I got something to say about the Egon CGI. Okay. I got something to say. Okay. That was not Harold Ramis. I've seen Harold Ramis. <laughs> he had he had this going on. 
he had, he was a bit more chunkier than that. So when I go, when I go, guys, I want you to do me a solid. I want you to definitely buff me up. <laughs> I want you to take away this, this double chin of mine, yep. and say, like, yeah, th this is the real me, as you last saw. I, I get why they did that, but, I mean, just keep his, keep the look. Sure. Of what Harold Ramis did. Sure. I, I'm not sure what the call for that was, but I mean, I'm like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, why? I think they what? were trying to imagine yeah. <laughs> the character of, of Egon, not necessarily just Harold, but I think they were trying to, I think Jason was trying to take the, the character of Egon and say, okay, if we took Egon this from is what the he first would look like movie, when he was old. Yeah, and what he would look like, you know, older and grizzled and and worn out uh, because he's been fighting a, a fight that no one else wanted yeah. to help him fight. Um, I think that's that's who we got on screen. And I think putting a putting a CGI version of the real Harold Ramis would almost be a disservice to him and and the mm. character mm. itself. I just don't so that was want... My, that's my only like rebuttal to that, but right. I, I understand what you're I, saying. I don't want sure. Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray to just look at that now. It's like, well, you're going to do that to us, right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that, no! Well, Bill Murray looks like he's like 102 yeah, years old. And he's hit. Has, uh, <laughs> so, you he's know, still got his quip, though. He yeah, still he has absolutely his does. No, he's got Ernie his, Hudson, his, my gosh, that can, guy. Oh, boy. Ernie Hudson looks fantastic, he aged by the way. Well. He really but did. he was a lot younger the first place. That's well, true. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, really? no, no, I don't think. No, I don't think so. <laughs> nah, I think he was like around the same age mentally, maybe. But, I, yeah. Maybe. I feel like he was But, yeah, it's just like this I'm sorry the CGI it's just no oh, so as on. a fan yeah. right I, I thought it was fantastic <laughs> yeah. right I, it was fantastic. I cried yeah. in that scene I right? choked up and, at that final act you know and and I I thought it was so heartwarming and to be honest with you, it was a direction that I never thought they would venture down I did not I because I I didn't and again this goes back to to Jason Jason saying I will not do this movie unless everybody is okay yeah. with me CGIing and 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 create, and I'm assuming what they did was they they got someone who looked like an Egon yeah. stand-in, and then they they did a lot of the you know the ghostly effect after like the what fact. they did with the new Halloween film. Now I, in fact, now that we're talking about that, I got to uh, I got to backtrack on that. That was not CGI. That was act. They actually found a guy that looked like Doctor Loomis, okay. uh, hmm. and they gave him prosthetics to look like uh, Donald Pleasance. Gotcha. And I thought that was CGI. And at the time of the podcast, I was recording yeah. at the time, they revealed that a few days later. I'm right. like, oh, well, ugh. Yeah. well, so, yeah, I mean, so with the CGI, it's it's doable. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's good, but it's just like, oh, come on. It, uh, no. I, I don't think it could ever Ugh. be perfect. Yes. You know I mean, I, I just yeah. I don't see it ever being. <laughs> Ever being 100% perfect. They, they sell his eyes pretty well. I, 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 that, that's yeah, yeah where, they got the eyes down. That, yeah, that's the where eyebrows I think they and, succeeded yeah. is... The hairline, you know, too, yeah. I, I, that's, I know why they, that's why he didn't have any dialogue. Right? Yeah. Because obviously they couldn't have mimicked. But, you know, you've also got that that scene in the end, you know, in the end credit scenes where you've got him talking, you know, to... Uh, uh, and, and giving the, uh, the token uh, to Janine... Right. And then, yeah. Uh, so there's a, because there's two, and this is, should, everyone should know this. There are two scenes at the end of the movie that you should stay for. Oh, there so, were two. Oh, man. yeah. See, so you missed the last one. Oh. So there oh, was another, I gotta, I gotta there's another scene where it shows Winston and <laughs> ah! Annie Potts's character talking. First, you get a scene, though, uh, with, spoiler, by the, by the way, everybody, um, 
So you you first get the uh, Egon talking to Annie Potts' character uh, right after or right before they go up to the the and kill and and, and Gozer? Take out Gozer in oh, the first film. Boy. And he, she, she or he gives her or he gives he gives her a coin or vice versa. She tries to give him she a coin. She tries to give him and a he coin. Do, and he takes it. And he takes it. And um, then she said, oh, I have another one. And it's like, I can't remember yeah. what type of coin. So, it's but anyway, all lucky. But it's, it's, a, it's a conversation between her and Winston, right, talking about, uh, you know, the, the franchise and, and what happened and, and him becoming a businessman. Yeah. And it's great how this guy walking in the street or walking in from the street looking for a job, making, yeah. what, 13000 a year or something like that, uh, which is probably a lot back then. Um uh, is now this this huge, uh, really successful businessman, yeah. right? Because they mentioned that in the film. And at the end, it shows him walking into the old fire station, yeah. and the door is opening, and, and the ecto rolling nice. in, uh, and, and all that good stuff. So, all right. so really, you know, um, um, that the fan service, right? The, yeah. the, the fans out there. Again, I think this was. That the film was 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 made more for us than it was. the average person, but so I I, I I like your criticisms. I think I think they're valid for sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, go. go. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think they're valid for you can, sure. You can put that wrench uh, down now, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, you no, know, it's a proton uh, wrench. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> It, it was it was a really good film, and I don't think it could have been done any better. Yeah, right? it's definitely worth a matinee. I give it three and a half stars. Okay, okay. actually, yeah. it, it's it's very a lot better than the 2016 reboot. A lot better than Thank uh, you for Ghostbusters too. Yes. <laughs> I no offense that. if you're a fan so, of the of yeah, the reboot though, but sure. no, this was good. this is good. This is a theatrical experience. Your local theaters need your support now because we're all coming back from uh, the pandemic. Everybody's shutting down to not get uh, COVID. 19. So yeah, this is definitely worth your time in the theaters. Get back, get uh, all the concessions you can, and just enjoy yourself. Bring your oh, yeah. family, and always like you know, be safe with uh, COVID uh, uh, still lingering around out there. So. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I just want to say: make sure that you support your local theaters out there. That's one of the reasons why we do go out to these theaters. Yeah. And and, and do these. It's events. a magical experience. It really is. And and without that, right? Like without that experience, then digital media and the in in movies themselves will change forever. Yeah. And you don't want to lose that movie magic. And I think that's really important for everyone to, to know and to hear. Uh, so support your local movie theaters. Try to buy your concessions from them. Uh, and uh, and really, really don't sneak out, in a box of Twinkies. Go out there and support them. <laughs> in fact, maybe they would sell Twinkies. And, over there. They should. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it would be a great one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to put a end on this podcast right here. Thank you for joining me. And oh, thank hey, you. Thank, thank you, you Nathan. Thank, thank you, Jason. Yeah, thank you, Cherryland Ghostbusters. Check them out on social media. I will see you on the next episode. Laters. He slimed me.